Woo! What's up? Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Um, Jose um, fell in a vat of, um, of bleach. <laughs> and uh, he's, uh, he's, and he's got glasses now, too. So. Jose is not Mexican today. <laughs> it's very Irish. <laughs> Jose is out with a Spanish flu right okay. now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, yeah. But, uh, but you worked at how many Mexican restaurants? Three. Well, for those who don't know, you want to introduce him? Oh, go for it. I'll let you okay, do it. Go so ahead. This is Josh. This is, this is, this is our, our, um, our, technical, uh, our technical guru, the guy who yes. always films it. The executive producer. Yeah. He, the he's the one who we're always going, yeah. give it a shot. Well, today he gets to actually have shots with us. Hell yeah. And taste it out. And, um, but uh, you've, uh, you've worked in a lot of Mexican restaurants, yeah? The, the two that I like to mention uh, are El Cabo Verde and... Um, Mexico. Okay, so Taco Bell, you don't, you don't want to mention that. One. <laughs> the third one, honest to God, the third one is Chimmy B's. I didn't like working there. <laughs> I've been there one time. Um, I think I went with uh, my my daughter, or my wife, or something. We went to. I wasn't a big. I think they had like a peach margarita or something like that. And this was before I started drinking. So I was like, Nah. I always try to see what the uh, the fajitas taste like. But you know, there's a lot of places, Mexican restaurants, that the food doesn't taste really good unless you're drinking. Right. And Makes so sense, yeah. um, a lot of times I'll just I ask Cheryl the other night, I'm like, I want some fajitas. So I just picked up the meat at the market, made it myself. And I'm like, yeah, it tastes much better. I drink at my house. And yeah, there's only a select few places to get it. Good, but that's how I base my Mexican off of. Yeah. If they have good fajitas, they can't fuck anything else up. Because you got to get that. That's got to be on yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. you got to get that All right. that little shitty meat. Like, if you do it, If you do it wrong, especially skirt steak, you got to be high temp, quick, and mm. straight to the point. Yeah. Hell yeah. So happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 um, we met last time when November, did we didn't meet in December? Didn't no, we? we didn't. Uh, yeah. So we've been, we're two months. November. Yeah. We're two months out. We took, we took the, uh, December off. So took we could December all hang off. out and you had a trip. Shit. Yeah, man. I had yeah, a trip. Everyone, I if, went if on a trip. If you're not listening, I mean, if you're not watching and just listening, you um, need to be watching. Don't tell them what, tell them, don't tell them what I'm wearing. I won't. Just, you're right. They don't need to go find the video feed, go find which the video they can feed. find on YouTube. Facebook and now Spotify. Spotify. Yes. That's right. So now we're big league. We're big ben, time. Ben, where'd you go? But did you go anywhere on vacation? <laughs> no. no. Did I? Did you your mom's garage? Did I, went you? To, I went to Lafayette with DJ. And oh, we, yeah, we did. And we worked. Oh, yeah. yeah. What'd you guys do there? Oh, um, yeah. You're doing lights, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, lights, lights and River Ranch. Yeah. yeah. Me and DJ okay. found a pretty, we found a pretty good uh, Mexican spot down there. Yeah, it was good. As far as like the selection of alcohol and the fetus were pretty good, like yeah. you said. You yeah. know what's funny is I found that. Um, the tequila, I can find really good tequila in bad neighborhoods for very cheap prices. No shit. Yeah. That's a good point. Where'd you get this at? Well, this one I got in a very good neighborhood yeah. for a very high <laughs> price. I got this, uh, the tequila Corralejo Extra Añejo, the one that we've been waiting to try. Yeah, we have not tried this I have not yet. tried we've this We've been one. talking about it. It was like um, 80 bucks in Dallas. And I haven't Dallas. seen it. I haven't seen it anywhere. I, I only saw one place in Dallas, and I didn't get it the last time. And so I was like, well, you know what? Let me get it this time because um, I've been wanting to try it. And... Um, I've been kind of – I've had so many different types that the Corralejo is not as good as it used to be. Right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's kind of like, like – like, oh, That was my know, shit. Yeah, now it's you like know, we had all like, these yeah, things. I don't know. You know, this is it's, – it's, I, I, my palate has been expanded, so I'm really excited about that. What would you bring? Uh, so I got a um, Tierra Nobel. That's uh, – this is going to be a Reposado, I believe. No, this is, a, this is an Anejo. Excuse me. Okay. Anejo. And um, shout-out to Cuban Liquor for this one as well as the Jose – so I went with a mass-produced brand, but I noticed something. If you could read there on the bottom, yeah. Cristalino. <laughs> yes, right. So I noticed that, and I was like, "Well, I got to try that." I mean, everyone, 
knows Jose Cuervo. Um, everyone's probably had it. Everyone's probably had a horrible experience with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because that was like the number one thing to say, yeah, it's, someone has some Jose Cuervo. We took shots. We got sick. You know, but um, I figured let's try the crystal, you know, um, of this. And and this is the first time we've opened them all up before we've started. Yeah. Mm. So they've had a little opportunity to breathe. Yeah, they've been breathing. To aerate. About, yeah, to like, aerate. Yeah, like five to, minutes. Yeah, so do that. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your tequila background? Or are you just... You just like drinking. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we need to know if you're even if you're even qualified. <laughs> you're qualified to be on we're going to take your ass to get back. It's on the uh, it's y'all's fault that I'm qualified to be on here. So <laughs> the um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I really do enjoy. Of course, I enjoy Mexican cuisine. Uh, pretty good at cooking it. Um, and that was something that whenever I was working at El Cabo Verde, we did uh, instead of a, a wine dinner, we did a mezcal dinner. <sighs> Which you hate, Mescal. You love to. <laughs> but if, uh, for those that might not know, which I feel like anybody that's listening to Tequila Talk probably does know this, but if you're more of a Scotch guy, you're probably going to like Mescal. So does Scotch taste like you're licking a fireplace too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of it does. Okay. A lot of it's very smoky. Um, but yeah, those notes and stuff like that. I got really big on the Mescal for a little bit. But then when I discovered, I didn't discover Cristalino until you guys introduced mm. me to it. So. That's probably my favorite kind of tequila now. Um, and what I've kind of figured out through that process is anything that's filtered through charcoal, I really like. Ooh. So. Yeah. All right, well, let's try the Cristalino We'll first. start with that. Ooh, yeah. nice. Let's do it. So um, what do you like to drink your tequila with? Oh, you're talking about food-wise? Period. Yeah, I mean, do you like – do you have it as a pre – well, do you have it as like a pre-dinner type of thing? Do you – Pair it with other things, or you just like? Because me, I don't. I don't pair it with nothing. I pair it with any day that ends in Y. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but it's like if I'm cooking dinner or something like that. Because my my drinking has kind of gotten down to like occasions like this. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, though, like if I'm going to, it's pretty good. It's got a little bit of a bite, but it's pretty good. Yep. Definitely not a. Ooh, I don't know. It almost tastes like a silver. It's yeah, it does, man. But it's smoother than a silver. It is smoother, but well, it's it's, it's definitely smoother I, than a Cuervo silver. It's not what I would That's expect for Cristalino. Like yeah. it's not, it's not at all. It's a good margarita drink. Yeah, it'd be a good margarita drink. But still, like, damn, man, like, yeah. Hey, still best Jose Cuervo I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and that's and and we'll get back to you in a minute. But like, you know, you've seen those. Uh, Centenario, or you know the 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 high end like eight hundred dollar bottles of Cuervo, and they're like made by the guy who actually started Cuervo. And I always want to try those and say, okay, was it at one point in time a really really was good, it ever better? Was, was, <laughs> was it ever was it ever at one point in time a great product, and then it became so commercial that they just started let's just spit the stuff out. But yeah. the owner or whoever before their kids took over and only cared about profit. Did he set, set aside some barrels and say, okay, you know, this is my craft. This is what I love doing. And so I'm keeping this over here because I don't want them to mess with it and screw up my legacy. Um, and they all made billions of dollars, but the flavor, is the flavor in that old stuff for those $200, $300 bottles actually sure. worth it? Or yeah. is it just like, oh, it's packaged nicer? Yeah. So well, I, I, think that, that. Um, I think that like small batch is like interesting now and intriguing so like everyone's mm. want to i feel like trying to take it back to the basics even the large distillers right because they're like we can't compete with all these small batches coming out left yeah. and right and um and then you have all these celebrities buying up these you know yep. distilleries and then basically mass producing it and it's a great brand you know like i mean what is the one uh we always talk about what's Clooney's? 
Oh, uh, Casamigos. Yeah, it's a it's a decent tequila. Yeah, but really he sold. Is. I think he just sold it not Did recently. He? Yeah, I, for like a billion dollars or something I mean, like that. I mean, it was a smart investment. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, it was a great investment. You know, for him to do that. <laughs> and um, I uh, I get I go kind of through these little uh, dips and valleys of different types of tequila. Like after tequila talk for like about a week or two, I'll try different types of things, and then um, it's kind of like a. a Sometimes I'll go home and I'll be like, well, I really, I really don't know what to, to drink or, or what to I'll just I have like a little bit of a, um, uh, like Arnold Palmer mm-hmm. and then put a little tequila in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just have a little thing because I find that if, um, if I don't put a little something, uh, I'll get a headache. Because I guess you know I've had so much of it, my body's like, wait, whoa, 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 bato, hey, right, you know, yes. hey, it's time to time to gas up. But when I went to on vacation, um, I would, I figured out that um, I like buying tequila and drinking it in my house mm-hmm. because I was buying you know like fourteen dollar little and it's shitty little tiny margaritas, yeah. you know, yeah, like fourteen, shitty, fifteen yeah, bucks. Shitty tequila. And yeah. uh, we stayed at. Well, we went to Disney. Went to Disney World. Okay, and we stayed at the. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, damn, what the hell's the name of the place? Um, the uh, uh, Coronado Springs. Okay. And we stayed, and we were, the towers got this um, um, this bar downstairs, and they have all these tequilas. I'm like, oh, okay, good, we're staying in a place, in you know, a Mexican place, they got some good tequilas. <laughs> and so they had, I'm like, what's your top shelf stuff? And the girl's like, well, um, we've got some Casa de Gones, but it's, you know, it's a silver. Ooh. And it's like, okay, and it was $18 for a shot Oof. for two ounces. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, that's, that's not, not that's horrible. Not, that's, that's not horrible. Yeah, for that's that not too bad. Yeah, that's, that's not too bad. She's like, you want it on, you know, on the rocks? You want sauce? I say, no, straight, just straight, just neat, just mm-hmm. like that. It was nice. I sipped it. It was real good, um, and it wasn't bad. But then, like when we were at Epcot, I tried like the top shelf one. Had this little margarita bar yeah. thing, and it was really good. It was spicy though, and I've noticed they. A lot of the the margaritas that they make are very spicy. I'm like, I don't really like spicy in my margarita. It's already spicy enough as it is. Right. And don't screw with the flavor, yeah. you know? But that was a premium, and that was like $17 for, you know, like a little thing like that. Yeah. But, but it kind of kept me, like, balanced, mm-hmm. you know? Because you don't go drink, 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 and they're like, we're going to stop drinking for a week. No, you're all going to die. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to like the first one. you got to have a little bit. Yeah, if I do that. So, um, but, you know, everything was going, everything was so nice and everything. I didn't really feel the need to, to get it. But I was like, okay, I'm going to have one because I don't want to get back home and be like, I need a drink kind of thing. <laughs> so, that was good. So, what do you guys think good. of this one? No, I mean, I think it's okay. Um, I'm not... I'm not a huge fan, but at the same time, it's, I mean, it's just a really, I, f- I feel like it's a really, really smooth silver. It's a smooth It tastes rub- different it's, it's after, a smooth rubbing after you let it sit a little bit. But it is, it is lightening up as you drink it more. Yeah, it is. That bite's not there at the end, and maybe that's yeah. just, it's breathing longer too, I think, mm-hmm. maybe. <clears throat> you went away, where'd you go for vacation? Because you guys went away for. We went to um, Perdido Key, so a friend of ours that works out with us um, has a house over there, and um, so he was like, yeah, man, it's a great place to go during the off season, and so I, I've kind of created this thing to where every year I'm taking my wife somewhere on a trip for her birthday we don't buy each other gifts we don't buy each other Christmas gifts or anything so like her birthday's in January 14th so we try to take her on a trip and so that happened to be the trip this year last year went to Nashville it was great but at the same time after day of it we were kind of like yeah you know when you go out get shit faced Mm -hmm. listen to music is pretty much all you can do there you can do Um, that here right I can do that anywhere (laughs) right but there it was nice because we were able to um you know, like the first day we ran on the beach, like did like a four mile run on the beach, drank good, uh, drank a little bit. Um, I cooked a lot while we were there because um, we were able to get a house, not like a, we had to go oh, out okay. to eat the whole time. 
And then the you know, second day, we ran like six miles. We found this trail through the Gulf State Park. Um, and the third day, we biked like 13 miles on that same trail. And then Damn. went further. So we were active the whole time, which is cool because we kind of need that for our sanity. Yeah. Like, But it was awesome to have that time with just me and her because we haven't had that since last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just me and her, no work. I forwarded the phones to an employee, didn't take any phone calls, didn't take any emails. May have talked to two or three people the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was nice. So I enjoyed it, man. Um, very low budget, super chill. Shit, mine wasn't. Yeah, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. But, but that was yeah. good. It was nice. It's nice to do that. And, and like me, this is our first vacation in six years. Well six deserved. freaking well, Yeah, so years. no matter what you pay for, it's well deserved. So, I mean, and my, my grandson's five, so that kind of had something to do with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, it's very interesting because I booked this trip last October, October of 2021. I booked the trip, okay, for New Year's uh, day after Christmas, all the way through New Year's uh, day after day after you know the third, second or third of January of 2023. And I'm not, I'm not a an, um, an Armageddonist or you know one of those people who's like you know the you know I I, I don't know if what's going to happen tomorrow, but it seemed like a decade away from when I did it because you had COVID, mm-hmm. you know, you had all these things and then they had the price increases and all these crazy things going on with it. And I'm thinking, okay, we're booking the trip. We got something to look forward to. Right. And, um, as it got closer, and this is another thing with the trip. One of the reasons we didn't go anywhere many places is because Griffin, our dog, you know, the dog, which five yeah. episodes ago, I said, he's dying of cancer. Right. right. right? Now he's still alive. Back. He shook back. He's, he's, he's still alive. And so, um, as, as morbid as it is to say, Cheryl and I would look at each other and go, okay, we honestly didn't think he'd still be alive. So we had to find a place to take him. And um, we found a lady. Is it okay if I tell, tell him a story about it? Okay, so there's a lady. Um, uh, her name is uh, Kathy. What's the name of her company? Kelly. Oh, sorry, Kelly. Kelly. Aunt Kelly's. Aunt Kelly's, okay? <laughs> um, not to be confused with the restaurant. Um, right. So Aunt Kelly's. But she's over there off of, uh, in, um, if you're going uh, like past Parkway, um, in Taylortown, like okay. right yeah. past so there, South right, yeah, yeah, South yeah, she got there. Yeah. She, they have a cattle ranch, and they watch uh, dogs. Um, not like, and it's not like a, uh, 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 you know, a boarding thing. So this is like a passion project. It is gotcha. very much. Gotcha. And she gotcha. used to be a um, a vet tech. Okay. Yeah. And Griffin had a list of medication. I mean, it's almost like a hospice dog, right? Right. So Cheryl had so much anxiety, you know, before we went on this trip, um, and. Even the day before the trip, she's like, I, I don't know if I can do it. You know, I don't know. I don't know. If I, and I told her, I said, do you want to not go? You know, and she's battling between her, her you know, do we go on this? Do I go on this trip or do I stay with the dog that I've, you know, every day I've cared for? Mm-hmm. It's like leaving one of your children, right. you know? So, uh, Aunt Kelly um, assured her and told her, look, I've got this. You know, I know what we got this. And... So we left them there. We dropped them off Christmas night. And I mean, Cheryl was a wreck. And so after we dropped them off, then we started packing. Then it was like, okay, all that's done. Now we can actually get ready for the trip. And you could just see it in her, in her, in her face and, and how she acted. You know, she just felt really, oh, my God, did I do the right thing? You know, left my babies, you know. They're like, where did you go? And, and she sent us a picture. And the dogs were like, okay, well, this is where we're at today. Right now, <laughs> we're, we're, chilling. we're good. Yeah, we're having, having a good time. Yeah, like, okay, whatever. As long as you feed us, we're fine. Yeah. Um, but she took such good care of our dogs and she probably charged us less than half of what a boarding 
facility would cost. Yeah. cost. And I'm not saying they're, they're not good. I love boarding facilities if you um, have certain dogs. But with our dogs, we couldn't leave Griffin at a boarding facility. He needed constant care. Right. Um, and the, her whole family loves animals. Uh, and the dogs had free reign of the place. They'd sleep on the bed. They'd sleep on the couch. So they basically felt like they were home. They weren't in a kennel. Right. They weren't in some kind of run. Um, uh, yeah, limited amount yeah, of time to, to exactly. be active. Yeah. They were, they, and, and she actually even brought them back to us after we landed, after we got back. But it was such a um, uh, stress release on Cheryl because I was really worried about her enjoying the trip because of the dog. Because I knew she would be, after the second day, she let it go. How long were you gone? We were gone for eight days. Okay, cool. Eight so days. yeah, so so she had the opportunity to to yeah. you know to enjoy it, but you could tell for a while she was just you know it was really bad. So shout out to Auntie Kelly's, um, uh, however it is. I don't know if you don't. You can ask DJ or me or my wife, and we'll give you the information. But if you have a dog that you don't want to go into a kennel, you know, for or, or be boarded, you know, in a, in in a, a larger facility. Um, She's a wonderful person, and she has a really, really good uh, program, and um, her story is amazing. In fact, that's somebody you might like to have on your show because her story is awesome. Okay. I'm not going to give it away, but where she's been, where she's come, what she's gone through, what she does with these animals is phenomenal. Yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. I'm into it. Which one? <clears throat> what do you want to do next? I mean, I guess we're going to save the Cordelejo to last, only to because last. Yeah. Um, we've been talking about it yeah, for months now, so... So, um, but anyway, so we went on this trip, okay, and um, it was probably Cheryl and I were. I was doing the math the other day, and I was like, okay, it probably uh, was probably about <laughs> just for three of us. Um, it was probably about eleven thousand. Yeah, mm, and that a, includes plane tickets. The, yeah, that's a very good <laughs> use car. That's plane tickets, um, uh, the hotel. The um, food, because I spent, I dropped 800 bucks on three um, character dining events. Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, keep going. Um, That's cool. And, uh, but see, what I liked about it was we busted our asses saving for this trip. Yeah, I mean, look, you know it's coming, so you know the expenditures there, And so it was like, okay, whatever my grandson wanted, cheers, salud. This is a Tierra Nobel. Oh, wow, yeah, it tastes a little different. uh, Anejo. That's really fucking good. That's very good. What's that on the front? What is that on the front? It's almost like pine. Man, what is that? Almost like medicine. Um, Overall, I get like it. I like it. Reminds me of caramel. It's got a little bit of caramel in it, but like a, it's more like a spicy. It's vague though. You yeah, know what it's saying? got a spicy, spicy caramel well, flavor. Josh is he? He takes some notes better than I do. Like I have to after he says, it, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like I, that's the one thing I've noticed. Yeah, the after, like, if you let it sit on your palate for a little bit and you go back, then you really taste the caramel in the back mm-hmm. of your mouth. Yeah. Can you taste it? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what the, is on the front. It's not so much of a woodsy. I mean, it is. I mean, uh, who knows what barrels it was just, I mean, um, aged in, but it doesn't say. We'll look it up. Probably whiskey. Yeah, no, of course, but I'm saying, like, what type of wood. But either way, um, some type of oak barrel, I'm sure. I mean, it's got nice legs. It's got nice legs. It's, it'll, it stays on the edge. It oh, here you go. Yeah, it's not. There's no explanation there on it, but um, yeah, man. So like, here's the thing: our trip cost us in all eleven hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, for me, that's a very small price to pay for um, just a year refresher. You know what I mean? Twelve months of 
Twelve months. No, and of I agree with grind. you. I totally agree with you. Know, you. But yeah. for something like what you're doing, you that's a you're taking your whole family, and if you think about yeah. it, it's not that bad. Yeah. You're taking you're taking your grandson who's never experienced, and then being able to see them experience right. that. That's um, game changing, right? right? And you can't re- replicate that in any other place in the world, right? Yeah. I mean, it's only that experience is to that one place. Yeah. They have a monopoly; they can name the price. They <laughs> can. And it and honestly, and, and and the mistake I made was, and and I think a lot of people make mistakes, and it doesn't have to even do with Disney. It, it they they make the mistake of listening to too many people. Yeah. And the people that speak the loudest are the people who like to bitch about things. Yeah. And they're the ones who are always on the top. They're always the ones that let me tell you about my trip. You know, let me tell you about this. So the whole Genie Plus thing. I mean, Cheryl and I were even looked at each other before we went and said, this is probably going to be our last Wait, trip. Wait, what is that? Oh, the Genie Plus. Yeah, it's like no um, before they used to have what's called Fast Pass, where you would go. Like at Six Flags or something. You can jump yeah, the kind line. Of thing, yeah, you yeah. kind of jump the line. And before, a long time ago, you used to actually have to go get a ticket at each ride. Well, then they changed it to where you could book it on your phone. Okay. Well, now... It's when you get up in the morning at seven o'clock, you can book a ride, your first ride um, in the morning. And it was called Genie Plus. And I bought it when we booked our trip. So it only cost us $15 a day. Well, by the time we went, they were only selling limited numbers of it. And you had to buy it at midnight. And it would cost up to $30 per day, depending on the day. Per so, person. Yeah, per person. Right. So I was like, yeah, we can't, yeah, we bought that. This Genius. is a good thing about planning ahead. You know, we locked in all our prices. Yeah. Um, so it would have been a lot more had we not. Hell yeah. I mean, that's $90 that you said three people. Yeah, per that's, day. That's $90 per day where you're only at $30 per day. So yeah. yeah so yeah. And, yeah. And, and so we use the heck out of that. But I love that. Um, the virtual queue, um, the, the the people are talking about like, uh, well, the reservation system, you know, it sucks because you have to have a reservation, get into the park. I loved it. I, I, I looked at Cheryl and Sage and my daughter a lot of times ago. Okay. It is not as crowded as i expect i mean i expected assholes and elbows okay it's what i had expected it the only day that was really i felt was really really busy we were at magic um animal kingdom one day and i was like okay this is really this is the busiest i've ever seen that yeah. but the other parks i looked at stage i'm like okay i don't want to jinx it but this does not even feel like a lot of people so on new year's day on new year's eve cheryl sage and i um uh Went back to the to Epcot to celebrate because we were like we're gonna be there at midnight we're gonna you know we're gonna do it, and Japan had like a DJ and all this mm-hmm. lights and stuff and China had fireworks and DJ I mean it was really, a really it was a party, and it didn't feel like a lot of people. So on the way back I was talking on the bus to one guy who's from was from Kentucky and they go every year, and I said, and so I asked him so well, let me ask you did you feel that the, the crowds were lower? He's like oh my god yeah, he goes before COVID on New Year's Eve. You couldn't even walk. It was like at nine o'clock, wherever you were, that's where you were staying until till after midnight. Yeah, they had porta potties on all the available grass areas. Um, it was just you know, well, during the, even during the midnight fireworks for New Year's Eve, you could still walk along the um, uh, the uh, World Showcase. So the reservation system I thought was wonderful. Yeah, it cost me a lot more than I d- it did when we went. You know, six years ago, but it was worth it. Right. It was. Well, so here's worth the thing it. too. Like, I mean, you, you have COVID, so you have people still don't want to get out and do anything. But also, you have inflation, dude. Holy fuck! Like Ooh. what we went through in the past two years, everything's inflated. The housing market, the vehicle market, the the, the um, travel market. It's all inflated. So I mean, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Did you go anywhere for vacation? No, man. Remember, I had to go work in Lafayette. I'm boring. You did that, but you. I mean, you got. How was Christmas with the kids? That was awesome. This is their second. This is their first Christmas to remember, right? Or yeah. kind of be 
yeah, so they got, with. A, uh, they got a trampoline, in which it was too cold to jump that day. But, uh, but yeah, they got a trampoline. They got, uh, I mean, they got the baby dolls, like the realistic ones that creep you out whenever you're, you know, <laughs> whenever like, you, know, you walk into a dark room and they're sitting there. And then uh, they got them like a tent, like set up. So they have these things, like these cushions called nuggets. Are you familiar oh, with them? Oh, no. So, uh, like, essentially what it's turned into is like a wrestling mat is really all it is. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but, yeah, like, we put that in the tent because, you know, it fits in the tent uh, perfectly. And, uh, I mean, they got a lot of, dude, they got a lot of Play-Doh. They got a lot of color and stuff. I mean, they got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Just all the stuff they're into right now. Um, Nora's big into drawing, which is awesome. And then Marsha's big into fighting me. So, that's good, you know. Hell yeah. That's good. I think, uh, I think we got another uh, Andrea Lee on our hands where, <laughs> where yeah. Marsha's concerned, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, and with the, with this trip, it was really interesting because um, I didn't – I used to be able to do four parks in one day because I used to go every year. In, so what are all the parks? Because, look, I've never been to Disney World. I've been to the Animal Kingdom. What are the, what are all the parks? I've been to yeah, a few of them. Um, Magic Kingdom, which has the castle. Okay, I haven't been okay. there. I haven't been there. That's Magic Kingdom. You've got Epcot, which is been there. the World Showcase and the Ball. You have Hollywood Studios, which used to be um, MGM, which mm-hmm. has Tower of Terror and the Rock and Roller yeah. Coaster and okay. the Star Wars Land. Oh, by I'll, the way, I haven't been there. I'll tell you about Star Wars Land. Um, and then um, Animal Kingdom. I've only been to Animal Kingdom okay. when I was a child. Um, uh, so they have those four lands. And um, uh, what the hell was I talking about? We're talking about Disney World. I know we're talking about Disney World, but I said, <laughs> I don't know why I said I could talk about Disney World. Disneyland, Disneyland. <laughs> so, uh, but I used to be able to do all four parks in one day because yeah. when I was in the golf industry, every year the PGA show was in Orlando. Okay. So it's like I'd do stuff in the morning. One year I even took Cheryl with me, but I'd do stuff in the morning and then at night I'd go to Disney Springs or uh, I'd go to one of the parks or something. And then I always set aside one day for myself. And it was always cold or rainy or something like that. So right. I could do all four parks in one day. Well, this time on this trip, I was like, I. If one park a day is fine, we got Park Hopper just in case we wanted to at the end of the day go to a park. But what I loved about going with a, a, a five year old was that, you know, three or four o'clock in the afternoon, well, let's go back to the hotel and take a nap or, uh, you know, rest. And I was all about that. I'm like, let's <laughs> go. Let's go oh, take yeah. a nap. I'm like, you know, come on, Butterbean, yeah, let's snuggle. You know, we'd snuggle and get rub. I'd rub his back and we'd fall asleep and take a nap. And, um, uh, but like, we were, we, I used Lyft for the first time. You never used Lyft. I never used Lyft. No, yeah, use it was Uber, awesome. Right. You use Uber. Uber I, no, Lyft, no, no, hell no, 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 no. I, I, I know free transportation. I'm gonna take free transportation. Well, right. <laughs> they, we had to be at certain places to have dinner or have breakfast, and so I would take a Lyft. But you know, it's the first time I had it on my phone, and and it was like sixteen dollars to get to there, and I can do black with like Alexa. I'm like, hell yeah, so I did that, you know. And, <laughs> and um, uh, it was first time I used it, and I really enjoyed it. For the sake of at least being there. Now, I'm not sure if I'd want to do it here because of all the stuff I hear about, you know, getting, you know, gunned down and stuff yeah, like I'm, that. Yeah, I've only taken lifts here like once, I think. So, um, so we really enjoyed, I enjoyed using that for the first time. Um, but we would, uh, you know, go back to the park in the, at night and, and, you know, get something to eat or do something. But it was very, it was not regimented. We weren't like, okay, this day we're going to do these things. We're going to do that thing. We pretty much did everything we could within the time frame we had. One thing I did notice is that, um, and we booked our we booked our trip through uh, Joseph Ivy, uh, Keys to the Kingdom Travel. So if you shout need, out. if you need, shout, shout out, out to Joseph, shout out to Joseph. Great, guy. great guy, great guy. Um, uh, and we we actually had an issue with our room, but it ended up being a blessing 
you know, sometimes you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that crap happened. But in the end, it actually being a blessing for us. Um, we love that resort. It's gorgeous. If you ever stay at a Disney resort, stay at Coronado Springs. Um, but uh, uh, we had, um, uh, where we were staying was, was we could go, Sage just went on walks like every day in the morning. He'd go on walks and stuff like that. And so we'd get back and, and, and sometimes Sage would go to Epcot or, or we'd go get food uh, downstairs or we'd uh, um, Uber eat it. You know, you like Uber Eats, and it's like they'll deliver to the front of the resort. So yeah. you could have Taco Bell, you could have, you know, Shake Shack or whatever, because they got a lot more food options there than they do here. <laughs> um, uh, so that was that was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed that. But what I think I enjoyed most was watching my grandson experience everything. Yeah. Because I'd be like, I'd look over, I'd see him, you know, watching Lion King or watching Fantasmic or something like that. And it just was like, ah. And then anytime he saw anything, you want it? I'm, I'm, and my daughter was like, Dad. <laughs> that he doesn't need it. I was like, it has nothing to do with him needing it, okay? I have busted my ass. I've saved for this trip. Whatever he wants, I didn't say this in front of him, but I said whatever he wants, he's going to get. Now, if it was something that I didn't think he needed, and I wouldn't, but, you know, we got off the Ratatouille ride. Guess what? I bought him a Remy. Uh, we, got off the, um, uh, the, we got off of the um, uh, 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 the Savannah thing, the... Um, um, the, the Animal Kingdom thing. The Animal thing, Kingdom yeah. thing. Yeah. The, um, uh, what the heck that's called? Safari. safari. The Safari. We got a yeah, Safari. Yeah. Bottom of Opaki. Um, you know, it, it was just because for me, it was just the joy of, of saying, okay, we've worked hard. We didn't put any of this on credit cards. Everything was paid for. Mm-hmm. And we even had money set aside for, and this, and this is a good tip for people. We had money set aside so when we would, and I had the little magic band type thing. It would light up, and I'd just be like, yeah, beep, beep, put my number in. I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take that. You know, and at the end, Cheryl's like, 600-something dollars. It's like, it's cool, we're good. Um, but it was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed ex- watching him experience it. So whether or not I got to ride something or not was great. But I matured in the sense that I gained more joy out of their experience their experiences and I thought to me at least to me that was like fantastic and I told Cheryl and Sage when we got back I said okay I said we're not waiting another six years before we take another vacation because when Lindsay was younger she used to be in dance so like we'd go to Hot Springs Arkansas like once every year for the summertime and it wasn't necessarily vacation but we got away right you know but we we had that conversation I had that conversation with someone Nate with a, a couple shows ago about the conversation of like these people going all over, traveling, using all this money for their kids for the sports and these activities. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going out yeah. of town and doing it in all these fun areas, but they don't really get to have, they still don't get to get away and mm-hmm, do things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it is important. No matter what you, like, I'm just telling you, the trip we took was five full days for $1,100, yeah. food, alcohol, stay. Yeah. I mean, you think about yeah. that, that's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, and it's not you, a money if you, thing. And if you plan, you plan yeah. ahead you do things in the maybe you do things in the off seat that you know not the busy season of that one area like there's so many things all right here we go oh my god yeah we're, he's going he's going off Bro, i'm going hard yeah I, I'm, Look, I'm i'm going to this the, is his, going i to mean do you still stand by you know, is this hard to the paint on you this you know it's cool the only disney experience i have is disney world and i was your grandson's age five was, yes that's the last time you went yeah nice. you know they got more parks now <laughs> no, they got um, <laughs> they just i know like uh MGM had just like I'm good. I just want to sip it first. Uh, MGM had just become a thing. So mm. I remember riding the uh, Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror, dude, like freaked me out completely. To be honest with you, it wasn't so much that it freaked me out. I remember seeing the pictures. And I remember how I felt. It made me really nauseated. Yeah. So I was like, dude, like, no. Nah, well, I, you know, first time I rode that, it was really weird to me because I thought it was just one of those rides where you go up and you drop. Wait, down. you got on that? 
You yeah, won't even get on a damn ladder, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I got... Yeah, is I that get, why you won't get on a ladder? Right he steps on a curb. No, no, he's got no, no, hide no, issues. No, no, no. I'm telling this story. Fuck this. No. This DJ's like, no, dude, it's not a big deal. Just get on the ladder. Ben, you're at like death height. Like next to, next to one of the busiest roads in Lafayette. <laughs> Without a fucking safety harness, without a guardrail, without no, we're like, not going to mention the name of this company that we did this for. No, we're not going to mention the name of the company we did this for. But dude, it's like, dude, it's not a big deal. And I'm like, uh, yes, I mean, little. I got twin daughters. It's a little bit of a big deal. I've done it for five years now. So it's not a big deal. He was scared before the first time he did it, though. He yeah, admits it I was. Not, I was more worried about the balconies. It's fucked up a little bit. You're more worried about the balcony. There's a there's a rail. I know, but the wind and it's You're always. Right it was always windy when You'll I do it. You'll be fine on those balconies. It's that. I don't know, man. You, the, you, like, you're on a balcony that's never stepped on but once a year, so you don't really know how sturdy it is. If you well, think great. about that. I'll be freaked out next time. I go you're welcome. <laughs> okay. Um, this is it's great. awesome. Right. It's great. I like it. It's got a good flavor. It's good for an, an extra añejo. It's not, it's not super sweet. Have we had an extra añejo on here? Yeah, we've had a couple it's extra It's like añejos. the syrup of tequila. What we had? It's what pretty good. We had the, uh, I had the... Um, um, uh, uh, Don, what was it Don Roberto? Had the Don Roberto extra nejo. That was a uh, long time ago, though. Um, yeah, and I think Jose brought mm. an extra nejo. He may have from somewhere. Um, it's good, but this is nice. It's got it's it's not, but it's it's not like um, uh, super sweet, which yeah, I, I like. The taste though is like Christmas, bro. It's woodsy. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's almost got a peachy flavor, like a peach rind. I do that again. Like skin. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Peach. Yeah. Got like a peachy kind of flavor. But on the front of it, it's very warm. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I'm, um, yeah, I had those, but it was year 2000 when I went. It's that's, Jesus Christ. That's the first time I went to Disney years. World was in 2000. That's the first Whoa. time I went to Disney World. I grew up going what to Disneyland. What if we were there at the same time? You, know, you were the little kid crying like a bitch on the ride. Like, like, no, dude, I wrote, I wrote everything. Yeah. Every well, what I like, like, um, I told Cheryl, I said, you know, oh, and this, this goes to say something. I've got to tell, I got to tell you guys about this. Um, and I, I remind me to go back to this, but, uh, what we had decided, like Sage and like, like we want to ride the rise of the resistance, the, the new star Wars ride, which is, has like, you know, three hour waits, or you can get in the virtual queue kind of thing, Damn. or you can pay yeah. to actually get in like reserve spot. So first day we got there, we're like, okay, we're going to get in line. Cause as long as you're in line before the park closes, you get to ride the ride. Okay. So we got there at like seven and then park closes at nine. So it took us like an hour. The ride was only, the wait was only like an hour and forty five minutes. So only uh, yeah. Holy for shit. that ride, Holy but it's yeah, because there's three hundred. Sometimes yeah. it's three hundred minutes. Is it worth it? Oh yes, okay. yes. Okay. Because this ride is so immersive, and I don't even want to. I can't even begin to talk about it. I mean, you can watch it on YouTube and see it, but they take so many aspects of all these rides, uh, the technology, mm-hmm. and they they make it they make it di- different. And um, you go into these different scenes, and and they're so smart because. They put you in these queues, and then you go to the staging area where you watch part of a thing, and then you go to another staging area, and then the thing rotates and takes you to another part. And then you end up going into getting pulled into the Star Destroyer, and you open up this big thing, and you're in a, this giant room with all these stormtroopers, and the screen looks like you're in space, and you've got all these TIE fighters and stuff. And Dude. I mean, the whole time I'm going, yeah. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm freaking out. <laughs> By the time, and then you go into the, you're on these, these, these um, I don't trackless. I got a question. I'm yeah. not to cut you off. Can you drink during these rides? 
What do you mean? Can you drink? Like, can you have drinks on these can you rides? Get boozed up? No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, you don't drink on them, but you but can you drink, drink the line. for them. Yeah, you okay. can drink. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Because just one, wondering. No, one thing, going, Disney, one thing Disney has done now is there's alcohol in every park. Because okay, that's what's up. So yeah, you that's can what's drink up now. While you're waiting in line for an hour. Yeah, yeah. I'll like, I'll wait in line wondering. for an hour. Yeah, yeah. DJ's like, can I get smashed before? I mean, why not? So you know, I mean, they even have like full size adats. You go in this room and there's full size adats, and you're looking like. Wait, they built life size. Ad- yeah, ads. There's a room that you go in and you're like what is in the that? stage. Is that the tall that's thing? That's the, the legs. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's like the big camel looking yeah. legs okay, in, yeah. in the thing. And so when I was done with it, Sage laughed because he was looking at me. Do you guys remember the scene? For, you ever remember that movie Twins with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Danny DeVito. And Danny DeVito, yeah. remember that? And the first time he slept with Kelly Preston and the look on his face when yeah. he was just in there. That's what I looked like at the end of that ride. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was just the most phenomenal thing so it was great I'm glad we got a, we got a chance to do that um, uh, but um, uh, that was one of the things we said okay we're, we're gonna we're gonna do that that's that's the one thing we're gonna try to do so we went and we ended up doing that ride and um, uh, everything else was just like you know if we get a chance to do it great if we don't do it no worries you know because Hunter wouldn't have known whether yeah, we did something know. or not you don't know. well that's the thing with me The first, we only took I think in my life I only took one family vacation I believe we grew up really poor and t- then when my stepdad come along we had a little bit of money but my mom was telling me this story the other day of like um, how we went on this family trip my st- her and my stepdad had just gotten married and it was before my mom had her next five children it was just me and my brother and my mom and my stepdad we went on this sto- uh, trip and I remember them telling me like, I remember we were pinching pennies, but we w- were able to do a lot. So we went to wherever, Orlando, wherever mm-hmm. it is. We, we drove there. Um, we got there, and then we um, we stayed at a, a – I, I want to say she can go back and give me the facts or talk shit on the post or whatever. But, like, I want to say we stayed at a shitty, like, Motel 6 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, eating, like – remember, when, like, when Burger King McDonald's had, like, the, the 50-cent – Mm-hmm. biscuits or whatever yeah. i remember eating like really yeah. cheap like I, but i remember us going and actually I, I don't know why i remember those things but i just remember like we were being frugal but at the same time we we're able to experience things so we did go to universal studios we went to animal kingdom we went mm. to sea world and from what i remember she was like you can do these these you know these three or you can do the right the other one right, right. which uh what's the, the other safari one? No, no, no. We oh. did the Animal Kingdom, we did SeaWorld, and we did Universal Studios. Oh, okay. So we did. So we only did one Disney thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah. she's like, you can do all of these, or you can do the Disney World thing. Because oh, okay. apparently the Disney World was more expensive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but later on, I found out, they may kill me for saying this, but I don't care, um, that my stepdad, and this, this makes me feel great, and he's a great guy, he didn't have a lot of money, and he took a personal loan out against his truck to take us on that trip. Damn. So, like, And you remember guy. it. You no, remember it I didn't know. Well, I remember the trip, no, but, you remember but my the mom trip? was yeah, just yeah. telling me that the other day, and I was like, man, that's that's awesome. You know, yeah. like, because we, at that age and at that life, life lifestyle, we wouldn't have been able to do that. Right. You know, like, the, she was a single mom that was a hairdresser. He was an EMT for firefight, you know, right. for fire, fire uh, right. department. So, like... Yeah, man. I thought I, I heard, like we were just talking about that a couple weeks ago. I was like, man, that's that's awesome, you know. So I've I've never been to Disney World. Um, we need to take the kids, I guess. But w- what's interesting to me is I, I've talked to multiple people, grown ass adults. We know a bunch. Uh, Destiny and mm-hmm. and Jack, and then Danny Phillips. They go all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like no children. Yeah. Just go and experience it. I'm like, that's fucking weird. I thought this was a kid thing, you know. I didn't know it was an adult yeah. thing. Well, and you know the whole thing with the, you know, they have alcohol now everywhere, but they well, that helps. They balance it out very well. They balance it out between the 
super heavy duty thrill rides and the kids rides, you know, the kids attractions. Right. Um, and they, but they also know that if you don't have something for the adults, there's only so much that parents are going to do to take the kids. Right. So, I mean, they've, they've mastered the art of, of, of getting people there and and keeping them there. Yeah. (laughs) And, and honestly, one of the best, the, one of the best experiences I had there, and this wasn't even my own experience. We were on the bus coming back one night from one of the parks and, Sage was, you know, Sage sitting down. Sage doesn't like children, okay? Um, hmm. My grandson loves his, his uh, he calls him Kunkle B. He loves him to death, and he'll always hug on him and, like, sit next to him. And Sage's like, ah, bro. You know, but, and Sage is really nice about it. But we're on the bus coming back to the hotel, and this, this Japanese guy and his family, they get on. And they set the little daughter down, and my, Sage asked the dad, you want to sit down? And he's like, no, no. Well, the little girl, she's probably maybe about five or six mm-hmm. years old. She falls asleep on Sage. Right. And the dad's like, you know, I'm kind of so sorry. And Sage told him in Japanese, it's okay. And the guy lit up like, Mm. oh, my God. And so for the rest of the ride back, Sage is talking, speaking in Japanese to this guy. And they're talking back and forth. And Cheryl saw it. It's like witnessed the whole thing. And she's like the way Sage was. And he he lit up and um, uh, the comfort level with. The, you know, with the man, and they were talking, and I asked Sage afterwards, I'm like, did you did you think you knew that much Japanese? He's like, no, I didn't. That's I didn't awesome. know I knew that much, you know, because because he never has the opportunity to converse, the, right. you know, in Japanese. And so it was really a great experience for him, and he was just, he absorbed that moment. I even got, like, a little bit of video of them walking, talking to each other. That's badass. Um, and, and I told Sage, I said, you know, I said, you grew up in Bossier City. I didn't want you to live there. I wanted you to at least go somewhere. I wanted to do the college program, but that didn't work out. And thank God, because the COVID thing screwed all that up. But I said, you moved to Dallas, which is a bigger world. Yeah. I said, when you come here, you realize there's an even bigger world because you have all these cultures and all these people from all these different countries. And one thing you realize too is like, dad, he goes, there's a lot of beautiful women here. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, there's a lot of beautiful women all over the world. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, broaden your horizon. But, um, uh, he, from that, and then, and then when we would go to Epcot and we were in the Japanese pavilion, he would talk to the people and speak to them in Japanese. And the way they would light up, like, you speak Japanese and you talk back and forth to me. And, and, and to see the confidence in him and to see their joy in the fact that, oh, somebody knows my language. And I, I did remember one time hearing that, you know, Japanese people don't like people who don't speak good Japanese. No, they love somebody who's willing to, at least people we met, are willing to attempt to understand their language yeah. and their culture and and so um that was just a, a wonderful experience and i thought you know what being able to do that and watching him do that and seeing the happiness in his in his face and him just becoming the child i remember not that he's not you know happy because he is very happy um he drives ferraris all day and every time we tell somebody what he does or every time we take somebody home they're like i wish i had your job you know, it doesn't matter what they do. If they're, if they're a doctor or a lawyer, they like, I wish I had your job. So Sage loves what he does, but also he knows there's a bigger world out there than, than the one he's living in, living in as well. So the exposure to all the different cultures and exposure to everything like that was really just a wonderful thing. And I'm so proud of him and the fact that he just went right into it and started talking to him. was like, that's great. And Cheryl's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so cool. No, man, that's badass. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that uh, you guys were all experienced that as a family, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because, I mean, who knows what will happen tomorrow, right? And those are memories that are, live on forever. 
My wife is going to go Pokemon hunting. I don't, are you into Pokemon? <laughs> I do like Pokemon. Do you have it on your phone? No. Do you, Pokemon Go? Yeah, Pokemon Go. No, but um, I've just been recently reintroduced to the trading card world because um, I've been doing this UFC card stuff because I've noticed so many UFC fighters, you know, in passing us training and people here locally. And so then I've got back into my kids now are getting the Pokemon cards. Yeah. And I'm like, I used to have these fucking things. And the things I used to have cost like, if if I still had all of the cards that I used to have, We'd and have I kept them in very good condition, yeah. I didn't I didn't play games. I traded like mm. I, I collected them. Man, I'd, I'd be a millionaire right now. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's aggravating. You brought that up. It's like fuck, man. I, I'm sitting on so much money, but I did take them to a card show last yeah. weekend and got them some Pokemon cards. And I got some UFC cards and uh, just something to, to do with them. But uh, yeah, to, to answer your question about Pokemon, that's about all I know is about the Pokemon card game. And I played the video games when I was a kid. But I haven't seen the the new thing since. Yeah. Been out, oh so. well, Cheryl is big on that, and Hunter is huge on that. Oh, Pokemon my, oh my god, he'll wake up and be like, "CC, oh, look look at Pokemon," and he'll know he knows which Pokemon evolves to which Pokemon. He's like, "Papa, look, it's a so and so. He evolves into this and he evolves into that." I'm like, <laughs> you know, um, and Cheryl's like, "You really need to, you, you really need to get into it." I'm like, "I said, Cheryl, that's your guy's thing. Yeah, I, that's your thing. I don't want to get involved with that. You know, that's." First of all, I have an addictive personality. But second of all, I, I love that Cece and him go pokey hunting and they he gets her phone every morning and he's like evolving stuff and, you know, doing everything with it. And for a five-year-old, I'm blown away by how much knowledge she has on these characters. And he's got two binders full of Pokemon cards. Okay. And what we'll do is like sometimes on the weekend, Lindsay will um, FaceTime us or messenger us and Hunter's sitting there with his, he'll open up his book and go, I have this one right here and he evolves into this <laughs> one right here and so we're sitting there for half an hour and he's showing us each one of the little things in his binder and I'm like, first of all, technology we have now is is unbelievable. I'm blessed in the fact that I could get in a car and be a, be to him in five minutes. Yeah. You know what? Um, if But if I wasn't, knowing that I could do that and see him on a daily, but I don't know if it break my heart or make me happy. The fact that I can see him every day, but not be with him, but there's so much more that you can do and be close to your family today than you ever could a long time ago. Yeah. Or I only say a long time, five years ago, even five or 10 years ago. And so, you know, he'll show us like all his Pokemon and then he'll take us into his room and be like, Papa, come here. And he'll take the phone and he'll set it up. And he's like, I've got this and I've got that. And he gives us a tour of his room, you know, every time he's on the thing. I'm like, you know, Butterbean, I was there yesterday. You know, but just the enthusiasm he has and the fact that he's um, uh, so smart when it comes to all these different characters and stuff like that. I just, I'm blown away because I don't even remember being that age. No, I don't either. I, I vaguely remember uh, kindergarten. But we took a lot of pictures. Yeah. And every day we'd show him like all the pictures because like I want him to remember, you know. And also I bought him a lot of stuff because I wanted him to have an anchor point to this that experience. time zone. Yeah. That's yeah. To this experience. That's a good, that's a good yeah. thought. That's a good thought. Cause like when they see that item, then it'll trigger that memory. Mm-hmm. Whether it's where, whereas maybe if they didn't have that item, they wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, is he still doing martial arts? Yeah. He just is got he, his yellow belt. And so is he, dude. like, has he like, it's so dude, it's so fucking cute. His grandson. So like, we started going and I think the first time y'all come in, I don't mm-hmm. know if Lindsay was there or if it was you can't mm-hmm. remember, but, um, like he was the class clown because he's so young, right? Yeah, he's yeah. four, I believe. Yeah, and um, my kids did it for a short time, but now they're doing like running club and stuff now, so they want to do yeah. something different. But regardless, I was like, this that's awesome to get them in at that young of an age and yeah. then teach them that type of discipline that early on because yeah. the whole class would be like, hey, 
you need to chill out. Yeah. yeah. It's not a dance party. We yeah. Got, we yeah. And they were calling him down. And, and yeah. it was, it was so, it was so interesting because, um, Marshall, when he, when they promoted him, you know, he would talk about him. He goes, he goes, you know, every one of these kids worked hard and they earned this. And he goes, and Hunter, you worked hard for this, didn't you? And Hunter's like, yes, sir. You know, because there's a lot of times he got to sit, had to sit out of class mm-hmm. because, you know, but I trusted, I knew that Marshall did what he did. Benton Martial Arts, five miles north of I-220 on Benton Road. <laughs> um, I knew Marshall did what he did because he loved all his students. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay, if he's hard on him, it's not because he doesn't like him. It's not because he's, he's – because he understands that unless you form them now, they're not going to be good kids when they get older. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, to, to watch him – to watch him make those children or make sure that those children understand that they earned – that belt. Nobody gave them that belt. They didn't just come to enough classes that they got the belt. Because I've seen classes like yeah. that where you come to well, so many classes, you get the belt. And here's another thing about that. <clears throat> and Marshall and I spoke, spoke about this in the podcast. But here's another thing about that. He gives them life value. And he talks about being, being, you know, being respectful to your parents. Before you leave here, tell whoever brought you today, thank you. Um, send me a picture of your room. Mm-hmm. If it's not clean, you're never getting a stripe on your belt. Like that kind of stuff. That's more than just going through some patterns, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or just you've been here a year now. We're gonna promote you, right? Like, um, it's kind of like jujitsu. You, it takes you ten fucking years to get a black belt. Mm-hmm. Fifteen sometimes, you know, twenty sometimes. Like, if you're not fucking there, you're not getting it. And I like that about him. Like, he's not promoting them just because. Even at that young of an age, he's not promoting them just because he feels like he needs to because everyone else yeah. is. Or that they deserve they're, a trophy. Yeah, just they're, for no, they're doing what they need to do. But what I thought was awesome when my kids were going there was. Addison come home and she was like, I clean my room. Can we take a picture and send it to uh, Mr. Fool's room? I was like, hell yeah. You know, like, I thought that was cool, man. Like, I think it's, I think Why does it's this awesome. grown man want a picture of your room? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome though. Like, right. Like it, I, you know, the fact that you're instilling those type of values that respect who, you know, respect the ones that are providing you opportunities and also respect the things you have and take care of them and value yeah. them, you know, and I, that's yeah. what, that's what he does there. And I love it. I'm, and I, I can praise him forever because I've been there since he started the thing. So I love him, you know? Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's definitely worth because every child, every child has a moment when they test the boundaries. They test with how far they, how, you know, how far away can, how much, how much further can I get with this? And I love, and I knew that, Discipline was very important. It was very important, at least in my life, because my dad was military. So it was like right. everything was yes, sir, no, sir. And even when Hunters talks to us and he says, yeah, or that we say, yes, sir, no, sir. I mean, he's taught his mother, his father. They're, they're, it's like, yeah, and you don't say yeah. You say yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And we were, I can't remember where we were a while back, but we were somewhere. And, uh, oh, our next door neighbor um, was talking to Hunter. And then after Hunter went, after Lindsay picked him up and went, um, um, our neighbor goes, that is the most precious well-mannered little boy i have ever met and and we're like yeah he is and he's a blessing i mean he's my angel he's i was talking to cheryl the other day i said you know what i said he saved my life because you asked if we're gonna cry on this we might um (laughs) he he saved my life because there was a point in time when i knew sage was gonna go away because um he didn't belong here and I've even told Lindsay, look, if, if, if Hunter wasn't here, we wouldn't live here. But when Hunter was born, I, I had lost um, vision before, say, before he was born. 
Sage was in college. I knew he was going to be leaving. And about his senior year, I started really started hitting me hard. That's when I started walking. I'd walk like four to six miles, you know, four to ten miles a day, mm-hmm. just depending because I had to just get out and 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 just sweat out and, and stuff like that. And and I I would I would not come to grips with the fact that he's going to be gone. I mean, and he's my he's been my, been my buddy since the day he was born. And I knew he was going to go, whether he was going to go to Orlando or whether he was going to go to uh, Dallas or, or was going to, I knew he was going to leave because I didn't want him to stay here. I want him to stay here only for me. Right. My, you know, I think. So when Hunter was born, I gained purpose again. I, st- I had stopped painting. Um, I had stopped really doing much of anything other than just going to work and coming home and drinking. Yeah. Um, and when Hunter was born, he gave me purpose again. It felt like I had a baby again. I felt like I had a child. Again. I felt like I had Sage over again, you know. And Lynn, my daughter's even told me she's like, "Well, you know, I kind of wish that you had felt more like a grandparent than a parent." I was like, "Well, it saved my life because I would have gone if if I had not had Hunter when Sage left and went on his own. I would have fallen to into a depression that I'm not sure I would have been able to get out of." Yeah, yeah, and um. Uh, having him and seeing him and I will never take for granted the fact, I mean, I've got pictures of the day he was born, him holding my, he, he's holding my finger like this and his hand is, is not b- any bigger than yeah. my finger. Yeah. And every year we take a picture. Now his hand is like this big, you know, he's five years old and like Hunter, it's big. But um, he's given me a purpose to uh, not to live for him, but to, to watch him, live his life and I, people have always told me you know what when you before you die uh, your life flashes before your eyes I had a thing a few years back called transglobal amnesia um, what the fuck is that we're gonna go we're gonna go into something really heavy here okay um, I hold on we need refills yeah okay. you've gotten off track sir I've yeah, still I'm got some I'm gonna go I'm gonna give go me, back with this Tierra and Will only so. because I wanna I wanna compare these again because I'm I'm at a standstill of what I like this better. I love this what do you want you want some more uh pour a splash of crystalline on there okay oh then you know that's actually smart that's gonna be a good a good mix that's good okay that's so back in October back shot, in October probably about four years ago in October I was um working on something in my in my driveway and I had fallen down. Excuse me. I fell backwards and hit my head. What and were you working on? I was working off? on, honestly, <laughs> it's a funny part. I was working on something for the church for their, um, uh, their trunk or treat. It was in October. Okay. So they have their little trunk or treat because, you know, Baptists or Christians don't believe in trick or treating. So they have a trunk or treat, you yeah. know. So um, I was working on this little thing for the church. And I was back, you know, I was painting and everything, and I backed up and I fell backwards and I hit my head. On the concrete? On the concrete. And if I blacked out, or, I didn't know it. I had no idea. I was just like, you know, it's like when you black out, you don't know you blacked out. No, you, you, just, up. you just wake up, right? Yeah. So I didn't know if I'd been out for a while or not. So um, I, uh, I had, so I had some bruises on my leg too. Well, the following day on Sunday, I went to church. I came back home. Um, Cheryl and Sage were at, at their other church doing Sunday school. Um, and all of a sudden I felt nauseous and I was like, mm. so I went and I was like, I felt like I was a throw up. So I took some fenugrin and then all of a sudden I felt really weird. Like, okay, I see everything. Um, but I can't control my body. And I said, 
I think I need to go to the emergency room. Wait, transglobal what? Transglobal amnesia. Amnesia, okay. So I think I need to go to the hospital, and it was on a Sunday. And so I was like, okay, well, let me go in the, let me go turn the TV off. I picked up the remote control. I didn't know how to use the remote control. When was this? This was in October about three or four years ago. This is before, I think, BNI. I was about to say, because we didn't hear about this. Yeah, it was, it was a while back. Okay. Um, or maybe it was, I don't know. Cheryl yeah. would know better than I would. Um, and so I, uh, I couldn't figure out how. So I was like, you know what? That's it. But then all of a sudden, as I'm walking in the thing, I go, okay, this is it. I'm going to die. This is, I, I have no control. You're walking to the hospital? No, I'm, I'm walking oh. in, in my garage trying oh. to, because I went back to work on the project, right? And then I started feeling really weird. And I, f- I threw up a little bit, and then I took some, some anti-nausea medicine. And then I was like, okay, my body feels really weird. I, I, I can't feel anything. I can't, I, I can't control my body. I need to go to the emergency room. So, but I can't, I'm thinking, okay, I need to go to the emergency room, but my body's not doing what I'm asking it to. And I'm like, this is it. This is how I go. So I said, you know what? I said, just let me get to the hospital. I don't want my family to find me in the driveway. Just let me get to the, to the emergency yeah. room. And I thought, okay, this is it. This is how I go. I wasn't scared. You'd come to grips with it? I'd come to grips with it. Like, I wasn't scared. Yeah. I just thought, I, I'm upset that I'm not going to see my grandson grow up. I'm, I'm upset about certain things. And so when people say, oh, your life flashed before your eyes. Well, flashed before my eyes was the, a future that I didn't think I was going to get to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I drove myself to the emergency room and then all of a sudden Cheryl, my phone rang and it was Sage and he goes, Hey, where are you at? It's like, I'm on my way to the emergency room. And Cheryl heard say, she heard me on the phone and slammed it in reverse and, and, you know, drove to, so I went to the emergency room and I walked in and I had my driver's license and I stuck it in and I typed the thing and then I took it out and I stuck it back in and typed my name again and stuck it out. And then I walked over to the lady and I go, uh, I need, I some I fell I, I I didn't know what was going on, so then I went into the triage area and I told the lady it's like you know I had a thing the other day, and then I saw Cheryl walk in and then the nurse asked the triage nurse asked Cheryl do you, do you know him she's like yeah that's my husband, and I was sitting there holding my backpack and I was rocking back and forth like this, and um, she says can you tell us what happened she's like and Cheryl's like I don't I don't know he just said he was coming to the emergency room. Well, from so she didn't know that she had failed. The other she had no, I fall, she had, no, I, she, I didn't tell her I had fallen before. You, but I just told her I was feeling damage. weird. You, yeah, I just, okay. I just, yeah. I just, I just so I really feel kind of weird. And what, and I actually have to backtrack because a few days before that, I had gone to my doctor because I had my, I was feeling left in my left hand. I was like, I feel kind of weird, you know. And so I thought I might be having a stroke or something. That's before like you. It's before I, it's before, before I fell. It's before okay. I'd even fallen. Okay. So um, I think they call it a TIA or something like that. Um, and my doctor made sure it wasn't. I didn't have anything. My brain did a scan. Everything looked good. So it was kind of a weird series of events that happened. So I'd gone to the emergency room, and I got into the emergency room around 12 o'clock. I remember going to the bathroom, and then I remember little snippets of things that had happened. And uh, I remember Cheryl coming to me and going, telling me, you need to tell Sage you're going to be okay. Because Sage was freaking out. And so I grabbed him. I said, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. And then Hunter came in too. And Hunter was still a baby. Um, and uh, she, uh, he came and, and, and I was like, hey, Butterbean, it's going to be okay. And certain things would happen where I would go, oh, because they said, oh, you know, his, what you call it's elevated. And I go, oh, because I take this medication. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So they're kind the of moment free, of clarity. You know. Yeah, the moment of clarity. Right. Yeah. And so then um, they're like, okay, we need a urine sample. So I went to the bathroom and apparently I passed out. I blacked out. I fell. And Cheryl couldn't get back there. She's like, what's going on? They're like, we need to just wait here because we, you know, we need to figure out what's going on. And I was apparently having some kind of pain and they kept giving medication for pain, but I was still in pain. And Cheryl said, I wish I would have videoed it because it was really weird. Um, and so then I went into the, uh, I was in the room and they're like, okay, Mr. Chavarria, we need to get a urine sample. And I stood up and you know, my pants are down. I'm like, I can't pee. And like, well, if you don't pee, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to give you a catheter. And I'm like, (laughs) do it Uh, because I can't pee. You can't control your blood. And they're like, oh my God, something's definitely wrong. And Lindsay's like, okay, I got to leave. You know, I mean, my daughter's a nurse, but even then she's like, no, no, she was just there because she had come, she had come over. And so from 12 o'clock. Till seven o'clock, I remember about forty-five seconds. I remember getting rolled up into my hospital room. I remember the lady going, "Okay, you need to get on the bed." And I was like, "Well, that's kind of mean." She said it kind of mean. And all of a sudden, I came to and I looked at Cheryl. I'm like, "What happened?" And she looked at me like, "You don't know." I'm like, "No, I don't." At that moment, I gained full clarity again. Yeah. I knew exactly what it was. I knew what was going on. I didn't have any issues. I was like, what happened? And she's like, and she was telling me all these things I went through. I'm like, really? So they kept me and they had, um, uh, I, I worked with a neurologist and all these other things. And it turns out the only thing they could come up with was what a thing that's called transglobal amnesia. It's not a stroke. It's not um, uh, uh, necessarily a concussion, but it's something that your, your brain flip. It does a thing where it forgets. It's like it's resetting. It yeah, it's like, like a resetting thing. Yeah. But I remember the moment I came back to, and I was totally fine. That's interesting. I've never even heard of it. No, no clue. I didn't either until I looked it up, and he said, "Okay, You've this is what no you had." No issues since. I'd never had any issues since. Nothing ever's happened since that day. It was just one of those really weird things. But so I will you, say this: your brain. If you don't take care of your brain, you're going to be in trouble. Because, like I said, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew how to do it. My body would not. Would not, right? You know, would not would not cooperate with what my yeah, brain was telling me to do. Firing. Yeah, and, and it what, was a very scary thing. So, do you remember all the the events leading up to that moment? Because you said you don't remember anything from seven to twelve, but you remember everything pre privy seven. I remember me driving to the thing, and I told, I said, God, just let me get into the emergency room, right. then you can take me. I don't want my family to find me dead yeah, in my right. driveway. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to pass out. I don't, exactly, yeah, I don't yeah. want to pass out in the parking lot of the ER. Mm-hmm. Let me get in there. Let them get me. Because I'm not one of those people like medicine can't take care of me. Oh, no. You give me as much medicine as you can. Um, I, you know, I'm not one of those people. I, I have faith in God and everything. But, you know, God told people how to fix other people. Um, I'm telling them about my transglobal amnesia. <laughs> Jeez, my wife just gave me a thumbs up. Um, but it was one of the weirdest events I've ever had in my life. And... Um, the doc and and one of the weird things about me whenever I have like a medical thing I actually had a liver thing one time this is before I even started drinking a long time before I started drinking I had a liver thing one time and they couldn't figure out what happened there so anytime I do something if you hear I'm in the hospital something big happened right because they couldn't figure it out and so the neurologist finally figured out okay well what you had was something called transglobal amnesia there's no prerequisite for it there's no we know it's going to happen here we know this is going to happen during that it's just something that happens to your brain and to your body and the chances of it happening again are higher than it 
Not so happening. I'm interested. I'm, I'm gonna have to do a deep dive on this because now I'm gonna go in a rabbit hole. Because I'm interested, um, like moving forward, um, Josh. We're gonna have to upgrade this. So we can start doing some some searching. <laughs> well, you know, we have computers in our pockets. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm. I'm willing but to I always right. love talking to like nursing students yeah. and people about it. I'm saying, okay, I'm gonna tell you about this thing that happened to me, and it's one of those things where there's not enough research done in it. Like, um, for example, when I went to I went skiing one time when. Um, Sage was a baby. We had gone up during spring break. We went to um, Purgatory, Colorado. Mm. Went, we went skiing. I got high-altitude pulmonary edema. Okay? If, it, if, if it's out there and only five people in the world get it, I'm going to be number five. <laughs> okay? So, but what that is, is that's when um, your lungs fill with fluid. Yep. Okay? Yeah. Because what happened is um, we were actually staying at a higher elevation than the ski resort. And it felt like I had the flu. And yeah. I kept coughing. And I was like... Your chest and, was yeah, like exactly. tight. And, and was I was, last time I, I went. Yeah, I was like... I was spitting up. I thought it was blood. Mm-hmm. So like the third day, um, uh, we, we had gone with the church. And um, uh, Lindsay was still like, still a young, a, a, little, a little kid. And um, uh, Jeff Free, um, it was a very good friend of ours. He was... Him and his family were staying with us in the same little cottage thing. And he had known I wasn't feeling well. I kept drinking water, kept drinking water. I was like, something's wrong. I just I feel like I got the flu. And so the next day I told him, I said, look, I said, I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna go to the first aid. I said, if anything happens and you don't hear from me, please get Lindsay for me. Get her, you know, back thing. I went up to the first aid. People I said, you know, I said, I, I don't feel good. I feel like I'm having trouble breathing. I'm coughing, everything hurts. I said, I feel like I'm coughing up blood. And they're like, blood. So they put me on the O2 sensor. You're supposed to have 99 to 100% O2, right? Mm-hmm. I was at 64. Yeah. They, okay. put it, they put it on my thing, and they go, this machine's broken. They took the machine away, mm-hmm. brought another machine, 64. Yeah. We need an ambulance. Then they take me, and they give me um, x-rays. And they call my wife. We have your husband. My poor wife. She's freaking out. We have your husband. He's here. Um, we're going to send him to the ER. Uh, he's got fluid in his lungs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so Jeff, thank you God for him and his family. They took care of Lindsay. They got him on the bus. I went, they took me in an, I was thought maybe I'd get to go in a helicopter. I didn't get to go in a helicopter. <laughs> um, but they took me from the, um, from purgatory. They took me in an ambulance down to Durango. Uh-huh. When I got down to Durango, it was probably about a 5,000 foot difference. I started feeling better. And so they put me in the big ER room and all of these doctors and people came into the room because they were studying this thing. They're like, we know that somebody can climb Mount Everest three times and the fourth time all of a sudden they get high altitude pulmonary edema. So they asked me all these questions, you know, what is this, what, you know, how do you this and how do you that? And um, uh, so I told them, I said, well, I, I was actually, our bus had kind of broken down so we were trying to get some rocks to stick it behind the wheel so the bus wouldn't roll backwards. I said, I picked up a big rock, and as I was taking all of a sudden, I felt like my chest was hurting, and it never got better, you know? And so, you know, the one guy was writing a book on it, so I don't know if he even used me in his book, but he was writing a book on it, and um, I started feeling better, and luckily, my parents lived in Colorado at the time. My dad had driven, my dad drove back down, he picked me up, he took me to Albuquerque, and I flew out of Albuquerque to come home, and but I was on oxygen for a long time. And um, I went to see my doctor, and... Uh, we talked about a little bit about it. He said, it's okay. He goes, what happened is, you know, your body, 
um, wasn't getting enough oxygen and it was, it was turning, you know, your lungs were actually absorbing all the water you were drinking and everything like that. And, and you were getting lung. And, and when you looked at my x-ray, it was almost, um, white. It was like, that was just fluid, fluid in my lungs, yeah, fluid yeah. in my lungs. And so it took me about two weeks to get better. And I went to go see my doctor at the time. And I told him, I said, I just, I feel really weak. He goes, cause you almost died. Mm-hmm. You almost died. And I was like, really? Um, but the scariest part about that is that I used to always love puzzles. I always loved word games and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And my oldest daughter, Chelsea, had a riddle, like a, a, a sheet of riddles from school. She's like, Dad, I need you to help me with this. And I looked at it, and I started reading it, and I didn't understand what they were asking. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I can't do this. And I went and told Cheryl about it. And it actually altered my brain because I lost oxygen in my yeah, brain. Oxygen, gotcha. your brain exactly. so you yeah. think so, that may have attributed to this well next? I'm not sure I'm not sure if that attributed but I I did know because I read a lot of books on Menza uh, I I learned how to play chess because I realized that the brain is a muscle yeah and you can regrow your muscles in your brain you can regrow your cells so and you can ask Cheryl but for like two years I just read books on riddles how to do things and I regrew my mental state to be able to go okay i don't feel stupid did it freak you the fuck out like is that where you the moment where you looked at that and told her hey um i can't do this did you get freaked the fuck out it was like it really, something happened it freaked yeah it really freaked me out yeah. and i didn't realize because why else would you deep dive into yeah, yeah yeah i didn't realize until then okay this had a this had a, a big effect on me and i didn't realize the effect it had on me but the good thing about the brain is it's a muscle, and I I love lateral thinking puzzles. I love games. I love I love um, um, uh, uh, mysteries. I love trying to f- solve puzzles. I love you know I love a hand puzzle. I love a, a sequential puzzle. I love um, uh, solving. Um, I, I love um, uh, what escape rooms. Mm-hmm. You know I love I, I love those kind of things because I know not only are they fun but they actually like your body when you work out. This works out my brain. Yeah. And I don't think it had, I don't think the high, high altitude pulmonary edema had anything to do with it, but Cheryl's never going to let me go skiing again. Um, but I will say this, when it happened, when had the high altitude pulmonary edema not happened to me, I probably would not have been as calm as I was Got you. when I had this event. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I will say this, yeah, I was like, this is it. This is yeah. how I go. And I was at peace with it. And I don't know, I mean, I, I didn't have a, a, you know, a, a fight or flee kind of thing. I just said, Okay, if this is if this is it, then then this is it. I've done everything I can. I don't have any regrets. Yeah, but it was it was it was a very interesting moment. Well, I think it's I think it's interesting that like people, everyone says like you know they 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 they're secure with their beliefs and their spirit spirituality and what what's going to happen when they die. Whatever, none of us know what's going to happen when we die. Mm-hmm. Um, we live for today, even though some people are trying to live for, you know, what's going to happen past that point. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because I went to a funeral this morning. Well, a memorial this morning for my dad's um, best friend. Mm -hmm. He, he passed um, unexpectedly two days ago. And um, what I loved about this, I was telling my wife this earlier. What I loved about this is anytime you go to a funeral and mark my words, I'm saying on this podcast, so it's got to be copyrighted and legal. If I die, do not take me to a fucking funeral home and do not take me to a fucking church. Fill up some room or some auditorium yeah. and have a fucking party, and then I want all of you to get up there and say what you liked about me, what you didn't like. I want you to say what you didn't like about me too. I'm gonna pour but, some tequila. No, me. I'm serious. Like I want, I want. That's that called to a living said. will, right? 
it's yeah. Well, I have one of those, so mm. we'll we'll dial that in. And my wife sure. already knows this, but I'm saying it here on air too. Mm. But we went there, and and any time family members, people that you haven't seen in years that pass, you hear you want to go because you need to you know pay your respects. You go, and this pastor gets up who doesn't know who you are. Mm. And yeah. talks about you and then try yeah. to convert to every, you know, right. at that point say, okay, everyone, if you don't know Christ, whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it may be, no. you know, the whole spiel when no, you go to good, something, yeah, that's a good point. It's always bothered me. Like anytime I've ever went to any memorial or funeral, that shit has always bothered me in the back of my mind, even with my family that I knew these people that were speaking about my family didn't know my family, but at the same time, no one was stepping up and, and speaking. I could have, but I didn't at the time because I couldn't, right. you know, now it'd be different. But so today we had that, they had that memorial and shout out to, Brother Gavin at um in Halton Baptist Church, mm. or First Baptist Church of Halton. Um, he knew him, mm. and he had a personal relationship with him. Not he hadn't talked to him recently, but he knew him, and he could have a conversation. And people went up in the front and told stories, mm. and they weren't sitting there trying to say, "Well, you know, this person's in heaven right now because he did that." It wasn't anything about that. Mm. It was like, "This is what we loved about this guy." He might not have been good all the time, you know, like, and it was, it was just, it felt good, you know? Yeah. So like, I know that like, if he, if he knows whatever happens after this life, right. like if he knows like what is going on now that he knows that everybody gave a shit right. and then it me- meant something right. right. And that's all we can ask for. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting because, um, I went through that this morning in my head. I was like, this right here is, is like, I've been through all these things and seen all these people pass that I know and cared for or didn't even know, but knew, you know, down the line. And they weren't really respected in the, in the art form of this is not what they would have wanted. Right. But I felt like this morning, that was what he wanted. Yeah. And I think that you just bringing that up made me think about that. And I think it's awesome. Since we're on this subject, I actually like to touch on something and you saying all that's actually brought a lot of things to light for me. So y'all would have never, I doubt you would have known who my uncle Dale Warren was probably not. But the thing is, he uh, he has a twin. His twin's still alive, Don. Um, but Dale's passed away, unfortunately. Uh, he actually took his own life. But um, mm-hmm. the uh, to say that this individual was, and this is no bullshit, um, IQ in the 160s, that's not like a flex. He really mm-hmm. was that intelligent. Um, you know, to say that he was proficient in calculus and physics and history, all, just all of it. You know what I mean? Like, extremely intelligent individual. Learned a lot from him. And uh, he was oil field. So when he was, you know, when oil field was booming, he was working. When he wasn't, he wasn't fucking working. Yeah. So, like, my dad having three jobs the majority of my life, I had Dale just as much around me as I did my dad. And they were really close. Him and my dad were really close. That was my dad's older brother. And uh, so what you were talking about uh, with pulmonary edema, he was working for some time in, uh, near Seattle. And uh, his brother, Don, his twin, was living in El Centro, California. So, I mean, we're talking about, mm-hmm. I mean, all the way down the coast. Right. And um, I remember uh, Dale telling me this. He said, man, I was working up there for about six months. And he said, he said it got to the point where I was going to work and I couldn't fucking breathe. Mm-hmm. Like exactly what you're talking about. Like the elevation and the moisture in the air, he couldn't breathe. So he eventually told his buddies, he was like, listen, I've never walked off of a job site, but I'm going to fucking die. I gotta go. Right. So he drives all the way down to El Centro, and he actually lived with Don for a whole year. And he said within the first week, he was fine, pretty much. But it makes me wonder that you're saying all that from a cognitive standpoint. He even said he wasn't as sharp as he always was after that, and it it makes me wonder because of the oxygen deprivation to his brain. Now I know obviously 
if an individual gets to the point, because I've been fucking depressed. I've had moments where I've thought about blowing my brains out. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have. But, you know, and I'm, I'm man enough to admit it. it. I'm glad I didn't do it. But, you know, where he was concerned, it almost makes me wonder with that level of intelligence, you know, coupled with mm, the fact that, yeah. you know, coupled with the fact of the shit that happened, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I hear like, where you're going. Yeah. That's kind of, that, that kind of just made a light bulb go off when you're, whenever you're telling that story because. It changes, it changes your, it changes yeah. your brain. It changes your mental. And, uh, and no one has the capability of understanding it either. That's what's interesting, right? Like we his, can't compare our. His twin, they're identical. Right. So but I mean, he, DNA, everything exactly the same. And I remember his twin telling me, he's like, "Dude, he's like, I'm not talking shit about my brother." He said, "But I could never do that to y'all." Well, he also never had went through that physical, you know, yeah. issue, right? So like, and again, until unless until my doctor told me I almost died, I didn't think I almost died. I just thought I wasn't feeling well. Right. I didn't realize that my body requires 98 to 99 percent oxygen, 98 to 98 to 100 percent oxygen regularly in order to function properly. Right. And I'm stubborn as hell. So I was like, I, I don't want to spend, because what's interesting is I had gone down to the, um, to the resorts, uh, to the, uh, like the check-in and stuff like that. So you know what? I said, how much is a cab to, you know, to Durango? It's like, it's about $45. I'm like, oh, I don't want to spend $45. So I waited a whole like 12 hours. My, my wife killed me for this. I waited like a whole 12 hours. Cause I don't want to spend $45 for a cab to take me down. I spent, ER. I spent $4,000 on an ambulance to take, right. to take me yeah. down the next day, right. you know? But yeah, it, it does, it alters your brain. And people that don't realize the value of their brain and, and, and God, it's, it's so, it's so difficult to, to, to verbalize this properly. I just want to say, I've known, I was hit in the head by, when I was a child, by, adult figures mm -hmm. smacked in yeah. the head yeah yeah knocked in the head me too mm -hmm. a knuckle top of my yeah. head the back of the ring yeah and now that we know about neurological the neurological damage that you can do yeah when you're young and your brain is forming things like that i kind of think to myself sometimes maybe i'm the way i am because some something happened to my brain when i was younger yeah. And I mean, I've heard of people who have fallen, who have gotten hit, you know, by a car or, or fallen off their bike and neurologically, they never got back to, you know, to where they were. And I don't know if that had anything to do with my ADHD or anything. Cause when I was a kid, I could look at a, at a, at a test and I didn't understand the question they were asking. Cause you know how they say, which one is not the right one before the first, you know, like yeah, I always try yeah, to yeah, trick yeah. you. Yeah. Why are you trying to trick me? Why don't you just teach me something? Yeah. Well, when I was a kid and that, that crap used to happen, I, so I always thought I was stupid. You know, my parents yeah. always said, well, you said you were smart. Well, my teachers used to say, your son is brilliant. He's just bored yeah. in this class. But yeah, the brain has the ability to um, create these amazing things. Well, you know, it's interesting too. You've heard of these freak accidents that are, it's proven true that these people like had a near death experience, um, banged around, hit their head in a car, massive car wreck and then can play fucking Mozart yeah. the next fucking week. Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy what, mm -hmm. you know, what certain, yeah. you know, cognitive. But back to what you said, that's right. That's why I left Catholicism. Yeah. Because one thing I love about the Baptists and my, and I have a living will and, and I know how my, my funeral is going to go. Cheryl knows how her funeral is going to go. We are, it's already paid for, but I want a celebration of life. Me too. 
And that's what I love about. But I want the I want the good that. and the bad. No, I, I want do. You I do to want call the bad. me out. Like here's my thing. No, I've never been anywhere where someone says bad things about these people. <laughs> I want these motherfuckers to be like, well, you know what? He was. Cool he drank at, too much tequila. He was good at this, but he here's where he fell short because we need that in this fucking world. We don't have it. Well, yeah, because you, it's and and what's funny is always you know you always read these people things where people go okay. Don't when I'm dead. Don't say oh. I could have been here for you. I could do it now. Do yeah. it while I'm alive. Right. But when Catholicism, um, and I, I've noticed this, you know, when my when my grandparents died and when my mom died, they they they. I've been blessed, and I thank God for this. I've been blessed not to have the kind of grief that a lot of my family has. It doesn't mean I didn't love these individuals any less. It just means I don't have the same kind of makeup. I'm, I'm built a little different. Um, I don't. And it took me a while too because, and I'm going to say this too, I've known people who have passed away and I've known people who have grieved for them. And sometimes I want to say, okay, hold on, pump the brakes. When this person was alive, you treated them like shit. Mm -hmm. And now you're grieving? Is it because you can't make it right? And if that's the case, I have no pity for you. Well, no, that's exactly what it is. But then in the end, I think to myself, you know what? I have pity for you because you having to live with this because you never came to grips with exactly. it. So you need to figure out a way to come to grips with it. Yeah. But when Catholicism or when, that, when, when somebody dies, they mourn their life. I celebrate. I've learned to celebrate somebody's life after they're gone because I was blessed to know them. Yeah. You know, I'm happy for the fact that we had the opportunity to be with them. Not that we lost them. Yes, yeah. it's a horrible thing, but thank God we had but them. What, and, and what you can carry on from that and have a piece of them, right? Like whether it's a good story mm-hmm. or a, a good recipe. You know, we talked about that before. Yeah. We've all talked about that before. Or a good, you know, good music. Yeah. You know, like take that and run with it instead of, you know, just sitting mm-hmm. there and just saying, oh, I, they were such a great this. We'll, we'll do something with what they were great at. You know? The other day, my wife brought me a recipe. She goes, look what I found. Cheryl, what recipe was it? Gingerbread? Yeah, the gingerbread cake for Aunt May. Her Aunt May, um, who is, God, I, my wife has had some of the most, has had some of the strongest women in, in her life growing up. She had a recipe box, and there was a, a, a gingerbread cake that her Aunt May used to make, and Cheryl's always been like, oh, my God, I wish you knew how to make that. We've had this recipe box in our house <laughs> since we bought the house, okay? Since we got it when, 26 years ago. Yeah. And she was looking, she goes, oh, my God, look what I found. And it was Aunt May's recipe for gingerbread cake. Boom. And I was like, oh, my God. So when you said the recipes that you passed yeah. down, you know? Well, you talk about your, or your grandmother, you know, I remember talking about that, too. Like, yeah. it's just one of those things, like, you can, you can carry those things along. There's always something you can take and run with it instead of just saying, Oh my God, I wish they were still here. Well, right. I'll do something yeah. with what they left here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, make them proud that, yeah. that they had an impact on, on your life. And you know, I don't, I don't, my, my, I was thinking the other day, my, my, when my, when my grandmother passed away, it's the last time I went to New Mexico was when my grandmother passed away. I was talking mm-hmm. to somebody about New Mexico and that's what was your grandmother. I said, yeah, my grandmother. I and I was like, you know, I really like to go back to New Mexico. I love the culture. I love the food. I love, um, but my grandmother was the glue that held our whole family together. You know? Mine was too. Yeah. It's, and, it's and when she's, and when she's, she's gone. gone. Yeah, it's gone. And, but the thing is, she never guilted you. I've known, I've known m- matriarchs and certain families that would guilt the family because they don't get to come, they don't come to their event. Mm-hmm. My grandmother never guilted anybody. My grandmother was like, 
I'm going to have Thanksgiving. I'm going to have Christmas. I have seven children. I have 45 grandchildren, 88 great-grandchildren, whatever. I'm having it. Whoever can come can come. And I remember we'd go and do that. And people used to ask me, well, where are you from? And I used to think to myself, you know what? I was born in New Mexico, but I've lived all over the world. And to me, home is where you went for Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And now that my grandma's gone, we don't go there for Christmas. We, you know, we stay here for Christmas. But um, I want to create, I would love to have create a legacy that my children will want to come back and spend time with us, you know, when they're older and their grandchildren and stuff like that. Um, but I don't see us, I don't see me being the grandparent that my grandmother was. Yeah, my grandmother, um, man, she, she held the whole, that side of the family together because it was a shit show. And now it's like, they, they don't even come together. That was a, that was on my, because it's like when you have step parents, you got four Christmases, right? Like mm-hmm. you've seen Talladega Nights, like, hey, four Christmases. <laughs> Yay, four Christmases. <laughs> that's whenever I was growing up, that's how it was. Well, that Christmas has been taken away because mm-hmm. um, they're gone. Yeah. And she was the one holding it all together. And it was a turmoil all the time, but she somehow made it happen every single fucking year. Yeah. And everybody would show up. And a few wouldn't. But now it's none of them even hardly talk, much less show up, you know. So it is interesting to bring that up because um, there are a lot of patri- I mean, uh, matriarchs, in the, you know, in, in that aspect and um, people that like make those things happen for yeah. your family you don't yeah. even appreciate or realize. And there's not a sexist thing, but a strong woman is so much yeah, more man, powerful. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, man. It, it's definitely a woman thing. You know, it's fucking wild. And, I mean, if my family sees this, I'm sure to tell the truth. I don't really give a shit. Um the so my uncle Dale, of course, that fucked a lot of things up. But a year before that, his older brother died of AML leukemia, and he battled it for oh, twelve years. Wow. So that's the thing. Like my dad lost two of his brothers, like boom, boom like a right. year apart. But the thing was, what we realized, like like you were talking about, a lot of women that like like to guilt you. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of grandmas that like to guilt you for yeah. shit. And unfortunately, that is how my grandma is. And she's the only grandma I have left, and I love her a lot. But yeah, she if she doesn't see you for a couple weeks. Oh, well, nice to meet you. I'm your <laughs> grandma. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, but the thing is, like, dude, we realized when Dean, he's the oldest brother, when he died, dude, he was the one in her ear, like, let them live their fucking lives. Right. Like, stop fucking with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, once Dean left, it was like, yo, like, it got weird, man. It got really weird. Because my grandpa wasn't even that guy. I love my grandpa, but shit, he wasn't even that guy that was like, he couldn't control her. Right. Her, her oldest son could. Yeah, because she's like, "That's my baby." You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's always that one life. kid who can go yeah. in there and go, "Okay, listen, Ugh. we need to talk about this." Yeah, you know, and which is a beautiful thing, also. You yeah. know, to have which that kid is that for you? Uh, in my life, <laughs> yeah. Which kid is that for you? Um, you know what? Here's the funny thing. I have three children. They're all brilliant. One of them is book smart. One of them is street smart, and one of them has both of it. I have one child who I know, and Cheryl and I, it was funny, Cheryl and I were talking about this the other day, when a series of events, a series of events happens and we no longer have to do, have to do what we have to do every year, <laughs> when that changes, one of these children is going to try to make sure we continue to do it. The other two aren't going to care about it. Okay. Okay. In our lives, we don't have that. We don't have a child who's like, okay, uh, we need to make sure we continue to, you know. I believe that Sage and is like, okay, this is the life that I live. Um, we've never, we've never ever put, chil- we've never ever put pressure on our children to 
come home for holidays to be a certain thing. Um, I've known families who have uh, children who have gone off to live with their grandparents, not because of a bad situation, but because the child didn't want to live by the parents' rules. Yeah, so the grandparents said, well, come live with happens, me. You can live with time. me. Yeah, that will never happen in my life because, yeah. first of all, I love my daughter too much to allow her to allow my grandson to be like, no, no, I don't need to. Li- no, you need to listen to her. Yeah. OK, first of all, we raised her to be this way. OK, so don't think you're going to come over here and act a different way. No, no, no. Sage lives his own life. I'm going to, you know, my, my grandson will never come to us and say that. So I don't have a child that's going to be like, oh, uh, well, you know, not in our life. Because my wife and I are both like, you know what? Mm-mm, no. You go live your life. You do what you want to yeah. do. Now, we have been guilted into doing things. But my question is not that. My question is, which, which one is it that's going to keep it? Like, yeah, like when something together, happens, keep okay. it together. Here's the thing. Here's who's the, thing. Who's, the queen, who's the mama mama hen of the? Here's the thing. We do not celebrate like I want to celebrate. Okay. Well, that's something you need to work on then. Oh, hey, <clears> hey, <throat> I'm calling it. I'm calling it out right here. You can call it all you want. I'm going to say this. Many years ago, I wanted to have a Christmas Eve for my family. Like, look, mm-hmm. I, this is what I want for my family. Yeah. Okay. My father-in-law was one of the greatest men I've ever known. Okay. When I lost him, I felt like I lost a father. It yeah. broke my heart, okay? And what's very interesting is my, my mother and my father, my mom called me and goes, okay, well, we want to come over to the, to the funeral. We want to come over. And um, I talked to my wife, to Cheryl about it. I'm like, okay, look, my parents want to come. And my wife, I love my wife to death because she's never lied to me, I don't think. Um, and she said, Hopefully not. I don't want your parents coming. I was like, okay. She's like, I, I cannot entertain people. I cannot take care of everything that I have to with my dad and worry about your parents. Mm-hmm. So I called my mom. I said, mom, I said, honestly, I, I would prefer you don't just, just pray for us. Be okay. My mom got pissed. Okay. Yeah. Then she told my dad about it. My dad got pissed. My dad's like, Oh, my dad got, my dad's like, I'm never going to talk to him. But then my dad took a moment and realized, okay, you know what? This is his wife. This is his family. Mm-hmm. This is what he feels is right, so this is what's going to happen. And it took a long time for my parents to understand, look, I don't live with you anymore. This is my life. When a man leaves his father, he cleaves to his wife, and the two become one. My wife is more important to me than my parents. So <clears throat> we did that. And when it comes to, okay, uh, who's gonna, who's gonna, which one of the ch- children are going to hold our, our things together? I don't know because we don't have them. You don't have them yet. We don't have them yet. But you still, I want a certain thing for still, my family. But you still can. We still can, yeah. yeah. But here's the other thing too. I prize peace more than I prize satisfaction. Right. Or my own way of thing, doing things. I'd love to have certain things my, a certain way, but you know what? I don't care about that. Right. What I care more about is... Everyone's getting along. Everyone's getting along. Right. There's peace within the organization. Mm-hmm. There's somebody gets their way because they want it every fucking year and right. they get but it but here's the thing about traditions yeah someone always has to start them well here's the no no somebody maintains them coke floats they on start New Year's from somewhere. Eve. now now whoever started i don't know right but when do i get to start my own you can say hey we're doing it this this year we're doing it right here 
Hey, come or don't come. Does anybody else do coke floats on New Year's Eve? Is that just some weird shit my family does? No That's idea, some weird white shit. Because yeah, I've never done a coke weird, float on New Year's Eve. Like, I've, I've heard about black eyed peas. Uh, black eyed peas, collard on greens. On New Year's Eve. My mom though. does all that. Yeah, yeah, but not yeah. I've coke never floats. heard any, like... Seriously, I've never heard of another individual. Maybe that's just something they started within, you know. I think my mom was just. Maybe like, that was all those people this. drinking the, um, that other kind of tequila, the, um, Mescal. Mescal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one in my family that drinks Mescal. Uh, no, but I always, but I do believe that traditions, because I've, I've, I've driven by, there's a place off of Swan Lake Road. Okay. I know that the, 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 one of the families, I know the family that has some property there, but on Swan Lake Road, there's uh, uh, almost a compound of three or four houses. I know what you're talking about. And they're all yeah, families. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've always wanted from yeah, my family. Yeah, Stonebridge? No. No, the yeah. other way. Going towards Legacy. If you're on, it's, it's Swan Lake. If you turn oh, up Benton, yeah. Down, way down. Yeah, way down. I know yeah. the family that, that has, not all of them live in that area, but three of them have like houses together. Mm. And every time we drive something like that, I'd look at Sage and go, man, that's what I've always wanted from my family. I've wanted my children to live close enough to me that, their children could come visit us, but that they could have their own. This they could have their own. Yeah. I have a very good friend of mine in Dallas, uh, uh, Mayur Shri and uh, Pavan Shri. They're billionaires. They have. They live in Preston. They have two gigantic houses on either side, and in the middle of it is a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And on this other side right here is a garage. They have a Bugatti, two Lamborghinis. An SVJ, an SV. They've got Mercedes SUV. They've got a Mercedes Silver Ghost. They've got a McLaren um, SLR. Uh, not a, they've got a McLaren 760. They have all these cars. They live together, but they live apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've, I was like, that is my dream. It's ideal, yeah. That's <laughs> it's to, not, and, and not just because of the cars. Because, yeah, that's wonderful to have all that. But to be able to just go, for my grandson to be able to go, I'm going to see Pop Pop. And just walk safely from one area of the house to the other and not even walk, knock on the door, just walk into our house and say, yeah. hey, Papa, that to me is like the ultimate. I've I, I found, and I guess it's as you get older and you get married and you have mm-hmm. children, like I value family more now than I did five years ago than I did 10 years ago. You Fam- remember him before he? Yeah. No, he didn't know me before. Oh, he didn't? No. Bro, I knew you. of you. But, yeah, but you didn't know me. <laughs> yeah. I, yep. knew, I knew you knocked motherfuckers out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old life, man. But the yeah. thing is, is like, um, I value things, you know, I value things that I didn't. And maybe that's, here's another thing. Here's a very interesting thing I just thought about. I haven't been to a funeral or service since I've changed. And now that I've changed and I went there, now I have a different mentality on family and mm-hmm. values and mm-hmm. things that stick with you and things that are important. So maybe that has something to do with it too. I just thought about that just now thinking about it. But um, I think that, you know, what you get is what you put in. And um, as you get older and realize that I'm human, shit happens, I'm not bulletproof, especially if you're a guy with an ego. Man, I pretty much let go of all my ego, you know, these days. Um, I don't give a fuck anymore. But, like, as you get older and you you, you realize those things, then you you think, okay, well, there's going to come a time. Mm Mm-hmm. What have I left and what matters? And what am I going to leave in someone? How's it going to be carried on? What's going to happen after I go? Is everything here going to be taken care of? You know, all those things you start thinking about. Maybe it's my age. You know, maybe I'm in my early 30s. So maybe that's it's because you have people that you love and you care about. And I think that, but I just, I urge you. 
Yeah. yeah. I just urge everyone to find that, you know, and, it, and you, you don't know it until you find it. I mean, you mm-hmm. just, it's not something you go looking for. I think it just happens, but you, you got to appreciate what you have. And, every, and that's the cliche shit. And I hate always saying that, but the thing is like, you, you don't know what you have. It's, it's a gone, cliche man. for a reason, but you don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah. You know, who's saying that? Is that Guns N' Roses? Yeah, don't know. No, don't know what, don't you, know what got you got to the gun. It's poison. It's poison. Yeah, it's poison. I think no shit. Is it poison? Yeah, it's poison. Guns I believe it's poison. I don't know. That's why we need. No, no, that's why. Cinderella. Sorry, Cinderella. Really? Long Cold Winter. Son of a bitch. White album. I first time I listened to that, I was in Munich, Germany. I was at a I was at a um, uh, a music store in Munich, Germany, and they had the Glockenspiel. And there was a. What is the Glockenspiel? The Glockenspiel is this gigantic um, uh, clock. Okay. That when it goes off, it's like almost life size. Real people come out and run around and shit. <laughs> but um, we were in Munich, Germany, um, and uh, there was a music store. And I remember going down the stairs, and they had. This is before um, this happened, but you could go in there and you could put headphones on. And you could listen to yeah. to the Sample album. Your music. Yeah, and this yeah. Is, and and that album came out, Long Cold Winter, and Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone by Cinderella came out, and. There was also instruments, and there was a drum set down there, a Yamaha drum set that I was like, oh, my God, I want to make love to this thing. Um, and I sat down, and I played it. It was, like, awesome. And I, I remember one thing my dad said to me, and, and I just now thought about it, is he told me, he says, you know, if I could buy that for you, I would. And it touched me. I said, yeah. you know what? Thank you for it saying that. It touched you then or it touched, it touched me then. It yeah. touched me then to say, you know, thank you for that. Thank you for saying that. How because old were you? 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah play the shit out of the drum set but you know it's like well i'd love to have the drum set my dad's like well i wish i could buy it for you and yeah. i'm like well thank you and one thing too and there's another thing um we were in rome italy and we were at the vatican and we were, we were shopping around with my mom my dad and my sister and i and we went around the side and there was this this is when swatch watches were real popular mm-hmm. uh, went to this one place and i remember a swatch i remember this watch that i wanted and it said time is money and um I had bought that and I wanted it, but then there was also a Swatch watch that I liked that was just a mirror. Mm-hmm. It was just like a mirror with two hands. There was no numbers or anything like that. And I saw it and it was like 50, it was like 50 lira. It was like 50, yeah, 50 lira. What was that? Uh, it was like 50 bucks. Okay. Maybe about $50 in, you know, maybe about $35 in American money. Okay. And I told my dad, I'm like, oh my God, I want that. And he's like, you want it? I was like, yeah. I said, I don't have the money. And he goes, well, I'll buy it for you. He's like, well, I'll pay it back for you. I promise. He goes, you have to promise I'm your dad. If you say you're going to pay me for it, because my dad was very big on, if you want it, if you want to pay for it, you can pay for it. Yeah. And I, it was a black strap, a silver thing. And I loved that watch. But the fact that the emotion that I had in my body when my dad said, you don't got to promise me. I know you'll pay it back. It was like, I get the watch. Yeah. I get to get yeah. the watch. Isn't it, you know? so, isn't it so interesting that we take material items and attest a story, like attach a story to them? Well, especially when yeah. you're younger, because that's yeah. watch, watch, man. I yeah. got a little bit of, Close your ears. Do you still have Come, it? Yeah, cover your ears, baby. You like a girl, let me touch your boobies because I had this watch. <laughs> you thought that anyway. You yeah. thought that. Anyways. No, I don't have. I wish I had that watch. Are you kidding? What I happened? Don't know what to I, it? I probably gave it to somebody. I don't know. Probably some girlfriend or yeah, something. Yeah, some yeah, some stupid bullshit. shit like that. That's what happens. I don't have any of my cool but shit you anymore. Think, you think you think back to those things and you're like, <laughs> but my wife lets me touch your boobies whenever I want. So that's all good. It's a joy of marriage. Yeah. With any watch on or no watch. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Especially no watch. Right. Oh, mm. man. Well, look. So, have you had fun I've being had a part of our I've group? had a lot of fun. We didn't get to talk a lot, but that was on purpose. 
I know. We got a couple more minutes. You got anything you else talk, you want to talk you about? Want to talk about or you Prom- want to say? Prompt me. You're great at prompting people, Ben. <laughs> That's what I do, man. That's what I do. I like. I like. I like to I'm bring. I like prompt, to bring prompt the, me. I'll go on a tangent. Do I, I, like, I like to bring the best out of people. Sometimes I bring the worst out of people, but I like to bring the best out of people. And honestly, you knowing you has been a, two, a double-edged sword. And I'm going to say this with all the love I can in my life. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I don't like this. You, you are so much fun to be around. And at the same time, I see within you a struggle to be better when you're as good oh, God, as you need yeah. to be. And well, when you constant, dude. when you realize, and no, especially you've got two girls. Okay. I have two girls too, but yeah. they're six years apart. You got your girl. At and guess what? Time. You have two girls. Time. And all you have to, I'm going to tell you this as a dad of two children. One of my daughters, I was able to influence the other one. I had no effect on. Okay. Mm. I decided that I was going to be the man in my daughter's life. Yeah. Okay. And like you keep any, talking, but I got something to say. Any so, man yeah. that yeah. any guy who wanted to date her, anybody mm. I want, look, guess what? You're gonna have to be better than what I have at home. Mm. And I also taught my children, and my wife actually taught my children more than I did that you don't need a man. If you want a man, great. But the fact that my daughter found a man that was a lot like me was like one of the greatest joys of my life. She ended up marrying him, but a father has more influence on their daughter than they think they have. And sometimes men think that, oh my God, you know, I, I don't have any influence on there. There's nothing I can say to her that means anything. But the impact that you have on your daughter's life, because you're the man in her life, is so strong. And you also have to be very careful because we don't always realize that when there's somebody in our life that looks up to us, when we say something that we don't necessarily mean or we're joking about it they take it as gospel yeah because and 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 their and their 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 personality their emotion is based on for example my grandson got a haircut i was like oh it's really short he's gorgeous i love him but then he told his mom pop-up said my haircut is really short i was like oh my god i didn't realize how much i knew i had an impact on my grandson's life but just to say something like oh my goodness it's really short you're handsome i love you you're beautiful he heard my haircut's really short. Okay. You got to be careful, though. You can't do too much of that, right? Just like any place trophies, Smothering. right? Any place trophies. They are awesome, but you also got to let them but know I, at the end of the day they make... No, but because I'm so used to seeing him with longer right, hair. Right, I was right, like, right, oh my right. goodness, it was a bit right. of a shock to me. Right. To, so go ahead. To, to hit on these points, seriously, after all the tequila talks we've done... <laughs> um, <laughs> and your first debut. Your debut. Take, no, dude. <laughs> <coughs> we have to do four mics next time. Yeah, I I genuinely take to heart because I am single and I have two daughters. He's single, ladies. Yeah, but I take to heart not only from a standpoint of individuals that like I go out with, but also like where my daughters are concerned. Mm-hmm. I I've never had an example of like I don't have a sister. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I have an aunt, but she was the youngest of four boys. Oh. So like the thing is, is like. I don't have a good example of like what a father to daughters really is. I really don't like in my family. It's a shit ton of dudes. I don't either. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest. And like my mom didn't have a, a girl till I was um, out of, out of the house. Yeah. You know, so. so Ben, seriously, dude, like what, like the things that you say about like how you treated your daughters and like all this kind of thing, dude, I take that to heart, like a hundred percent take that to heart Thank because you. I don't, 
like, I don't have another example, but not only that, like, especially, dude, like, I've noticed a lot of issues, especially with, and this is a whole other topic we can probably get on on the next tequila talk, but, <laughs> I mean, seriously, man, like, especially in the dating pool, it's really fucked up to see how, like, I look for an individual that has a good relationship with their father. There's a lot of daddy and, issues. And brother, There's a lot. That is rare. Well, status There's a lot of yeah. fucking daddy issues, Dude, man. that's rare. That's rare, though. Like, I look for that, though, because I'm like... I even said to one girl one time, and I meant it. This was before you even said it. And when you said it, I thought it was cool as shit. But, like, she just got out of college. She was 23, whatever. You could tell she had a good relationship with her dad. But I told, I told her before we went out that night, I was like, give, give him my number. Right. And I remember when you said that, yeah. I, I lit up. He's my son-in-law like, now. But that's some real shit, though, because yeah. I was like, I could tell they were talking back and forth. But I'm like, dude, if her phone dies or whatever. I know what you're talking about. Night, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, give him my number. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's that mindset. But, dude, like, it's just, like, where my daughters are concerned, yeah, dude, I can already tell. I have one that I'm not, I'm going to have no influence on. It doesn't matter what I do. <laughs> and then I have one that's, now, they're both equally as happy to see me all the time. They're both right. equally as happy to be around me. But, like, one of them doesn't give a fuck what I have to say. And the other one's, like, whatever I say is, like, oh, my God, like, yeah. dad's talking right now. Yeah. So it's just, like, what do you do with that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and really, and this is one thing that is going to be the hardest thing you've ever had to, to do because I've always, I've always depended on Cheryl to deal with the sexual, emotional things that women have to go through because mm-hmm. they all have to go through it. If you think that your children are not going to want to have sex, if you think that some boy is not going to meet them and they're not going to want to drop their panties for them, yeah. you're an idiot. <laughs> so I yeah. let my wife handle that because I cannot – physically or emotionally handle that type of thing. However, I will let them know the type of man that they need to appreciate is the type of man that they see on a daily basis. So whether I've done a good job in that, time will tell. But I think that to be in your child's life, never be afraid to ask those questions because some people are like, you know, I'd like to say something, but I don't want them to unfriend me, you know, quote unquote, unfriend me right. or, or not talk to me. There have been times that Cheryl and I have talked about, it's like, you know what, I'm going to text Lindsay about something because it's really bothering me. And it's not necessarily about her, but maybe it's about Hunter. But I also know that when I send that, I take the risk of her saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to back up from you a little bit because this is none of your fucking business. Yep, exactly. You know, and I have to be able to go, okay, you know what? You're right. That is her child. That is her thing. So I have to, I just have, I have to let her be a parent. But when it's your chi- when it's your child, always be in the background. Always be in the background to go, okay, you know what? I know you're going to do what you're going to do. I can't stop you. But if you find yourself in a situation that I told you not to get into, please let me be the first person that yeah, you call to. Yeah. because I am not going to criticize you. What I'm going to do, first thing I'm going to do is try to get you out of that situation. First thing I'm going to try to do is get you where you need to be. Then we can discuss it later. But I think... Too many children think their children, their parents could be disappointed in them. Guess what? Your parents did a lot more crazy shit than you ever did as a kid. They just never told you about it. And you just never knew it. But guess what? You were young. They were young. They wanted the same things you wanted. They want. They had the same hormones that you had. They had the same uh, wants and desires that you had. They wanted to make out with the same type of kid in, mm-hmm. in the hallway at, at school. Yeah. So never forget that you were their age and never let your children forget that you were their age too and understand that what they're going through and everything that they're doing is not unique to them. 
Yeah, you're not. Yeah, exactly. Like this is not something that. Yeah, you're not the first person to feel this way. Unfortunately, we all hate. We all hate hearing that growing up too. We're like, you think you know everything? I've been through all this shit. You know, like we've all heard that, right? But to let them know, look, I'm not saying this to say I know what you're going through. I'm just saying to say, I've been there. Yeah. Now it's not the exact same thing. Yeah. Talk Talk to to me. me. Oh my god. Talk to me. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me what's going on. Talk to me. Um, Because know that nobody cares more about you. And what happens to yeah. you, then I do. Isn't it so interesting as you become an adult, as you get older, Josh, you're, how old are you now? 28. Okay, I'll be 28. 29 in April, yeah. Ben, you're... 50. 50. 5-0. Yeah, that's right. Have, yeah, because we already had the birthday for that. that was cool, we barely great. remember that. that. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, so I'm 33. I'm th- yeah, 33. So, like, isn't it interesting that, like, if you had the same mentality in, in space, um, like mental capacity to have a conversation with your parents as you do now if you did had it then yeah you know what i mean how much further along in life yeah. you'd be because you know it's just uh i hate it, thinking about that right it's, it's a risk i mean life. i remember the sex talk with right. my mom i don't we never had, I had my brother i never had one He's we didn't have one i think my, my mom just like i think he got it figured out and my dad i had it with both my parents at two different times yeah. in my life I never had it. We never had it that I can remember. I remember asking my mom one time. I was like, "Well, don't you ever just have sex for pleasure?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. I was Bro, like, okay. "Can I tell you this because it's funny? And I don't care who hears it. Yeah. <laughs> please, please <laughs> my do." Mom, my mom's an RN, okay. And I remember when I was 19 years old when I first started having sex, like. I got so fucking scared, bro, because I had a mark down there. <laughs> like, I was like too embarrassed. You thought you were going to die. I was too embarrassed to go to the hospital. I'm like, mom, you've been a ER nurse. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had to show it to your mom. Yeah. That moment look, was worth look, having you look, on the show. Look. And then my mom, my mom looks at it and she's like, you've been fucking too much. <laughs> and she was like, you ain't got nothing, bro. you just been fucking too much. <laughs> Okay, he gets a fourth. We got a fourth microphone for that one. We got a fourth microphone. It took him a little while. That woman, that woman done seen herpes, syphilis, everything else. She's like, she's like, dog. That's friction. That's That's raw dog, bro. Raw (laughs) dog. You need to stop. Roll back. Pump the brakes. I was like nineteen. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I got a fucking thrown up. But you know what? But here's the deal. Here's the thing. Okay, but you can talk about it now. You wouldn't been able. But here's the funny thing. How many kids? How many boys do you know? Would be willing to talk to their mom about it. None. Me and my brother, that's about it. So Nobody God bless your mother for having the yeah. relationship she had with you that you could go to her and not go be like, oh my God, I got to have to Google this shit. And she's one of the coolest fucking people I've ever met. I, and honestly, that's why like, I think RNs are the shit. They're awesome. I mean, like even even like the bat shit ones, dude. Like seriously, <laughs> like, I mean, for real though. Like, cause I met a lot of them, they're just straight up bat shit crazy. But at the end of the day, man, they are healers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, well, my daughter is too. But when I said, "Give me a catheter," my wife, my daughter said, "I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> that's, my, that's my dad." Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. let's wrap it, Jim. Okay, so who uh, won tonight? Man, it's a look. For me, it's a close. It's a close one. Um, honestly, because I like Cristalino. Yeah. Uh, man, that one just feels. That's not the best Cristalino. Like, you know had. what? I will say this: on any given night. If given the opportunity, I would take any of these. Yeah. There's not any moment or You're time right. that I would take. Normally, we have some that are two yeah. different extremes. Like, one's amazing and one's horrible. Yeah. These are all great. But when we come to an Anejo's, I feel like if this, if there was an extra Anejo version of this, it would run really close to the, yeah. the Cordelais. Yeah. So, we'll give them all thumbs up, man. Yeah, I do. I think it was a wonderful. I, I, miss, I'm, I miss Jose, but I, in the sense of things work out as they're supposed to, 
I'm so glad you were here. I'm so glad we had a chance to hear from you. And yeah. and and thank you for spending time with us. All right, bro. Let's wrap it. Love you guys. Appreciate Love it. You.